Hey there. It sounds weird when I'm first. Well, just fucking be first. What would you say your biggest flaw? What my biggest flaw is? Um, I'm a pretty shitty person. I mean, that's pretty general, though. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm a shitty person. I mean, when I say I'm a shitty person... All right, let me restart that, because I guess maybe being a shitty person is my biggest flaw. I think that's actually probably one of my more charming features, is I'm a shitty person. One of my biggest flaws is I'm extremely inconsistent, and I'm very all over the place. That's not because I'm like, uh, what's the word, Uh, ADHD or OCD or anything. It's just, I overcommit to things, and then I can't live up to what I committed to. So if I say, hey, Stevie... um, do you want to go play basketball on Tuesday? And you say yes. Tuesday gets there. I'm like, I kind of really don't want to fucking play. So then I'll flatten my tires. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get out of doing it. You know, I, I go extreme. But like probably one of my many flaws, but the one that stands out a lot to me is the fact that I am extremely inconsistent. And I'm loyal if you say, hey, like, I don't know if you remember when we were uh, out at uh, the basketball court. I'm not going to mention names that were there with us. But I know we were on a team. There were two other dudes. I think it might have been three on three. It was four of us. So we sent one of our friends to the other team. And the dude was, like, pressing you on, on the uh, out-of-bound line. You, you went to throw the ball off his foot. You hit him in the nuts with the <laughs> ball. And he drops to the ground. And he's talking shit. And his boy runs up on you was like, oh, to fuck you up. And I was like, if you hit him, you're going to have to hit me. I was ready to throw down for you. But then we found out later on, those other two friends that were with us, they very clearly said they were not down to fight. That should, that stood out to me. And that's, that's one of those things where I'm always like, look, we too old to be fighting. But if some shit, if, if you showed up late to record one night, it's like, yo, what happened? But these motherfuckers at the liquor store like, Hey, yo, stay here. Watch Sophie. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm going to run out with the sword, grab the buck knife, whatever I need to grab. Bring the wizard staff. Like, whatever it may be. Oh, that, that always care. Oh, you mean the, the one in the corner. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, you know, my Zhang Zhang. I mean, just, I just picture you now coming up to help me with a wizard staff. <laughs> Dressed in a cloak. Like, what, what is this guy about to do? Um, but it work better. But it's like, one of my, yeah, the, one of the flaws that just, I know I'm trying to work on just being like super inconsistent with just things in general um and also as much as i care about stuff i don't care you know it's like i care about things i care about people but i care until it gets to a point where it's like i have to overcommit to caring like let's say hey man what's going on how you feeling and you're like look man my mom's sick you know my dog is dying like i'm gonna care but as soon as you keep going on and on, like, hey, I don't fucking care anymore. I'm sorry that your mom's sick and I do wish her well. I'm sorry about your dog. You know, I'll take it down to the vet with you. But I really don't fucking care. You trying to watch this fucking game or not? <laughs> there we go. Uh. This was called Moment of Truth with Dante. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you been? What's going on? I don't know, but I just went to this liquor store in your area, and it's pretty wild. Um, what's it called? Something Den. I don't know. Bill's Den. We'll call it Bill's Den. I, I live around the corner from I've never, ever seen the name. I know you can get three bottles of wine for $15. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. So it's a big-ass building. Parking lot is full. It's Sunday night right now. Full like it's Friday. Is there preseason football on? 
But well, because they do they do watch the games. Why why don't I have this bullshit ass wrestling on? Oh, because Mick Foley just dumped some thumbtacks in the ring. Triple H about to get it, son. But yeah, that liquor store had a drive-through, and it was popping cars out left and right. Um, I never knew they had a drive-through there. It was pretty busy. It's pretty wild because yeah, I don't see too many of those in this area. Um, did you? They use didn't it? have the greatest selection of beer. You didn't so. use the drive-through. You went inside. Oh yeah, I mean, I did. One, there's a giant sign outside that said, uh, "I don't know, twenty pack of something for twenty dollars," but it said cash only. So I started getting worried. Like, I mean, why is that cash only? Is it a cash only liquor store? Because I don't ever have cash. So don't try to rob me. I don't got no cash. Um, I got ten dollars. I've I usually have $10 to get to McDonald's after here if I need to. Because for some reason, your McDonald's is wild, too. And they'd be like, cash only. I think they try to, They think that people would be like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I still got it. Millersville is wild. <laughs> but yeah, that, that liquor store is popping, though. Like, yeah, it was connected to a bar. And we have some weird beer choices today because I didn't have time to go to my normal place. Mm. I failed today. But we have a good first beer. Want to review that? Because I'm almost done mine, so might as well. <laughs> give me some details on it so I can give a proper score. So we got, it's called Voodoo Ranger. It's kind of weird as that's the brand, but then it's just called IPA Imperial, Imperial. Which, since we've been doing this, I learned that the IPA Imperial just means extra strong IPA. So it is a 9%. Um, Nine? Yep. That changes a little bit of my so, opinion. Uh, it's by New Belgium Brewing Company, which is just out of Colorado. Um, I feel like this one's a really hard to describe the taste. Like a lot of the IPAs, I taste like a citrus or like an orange or something. Orange peel, grapefruit. This tastes like, to me, someone dumped a lager into an IPA <laughs> and mixed it together. That's a good description. I'm not crazy about that but that's a good description that that's a very good description there's a slight like some kind of spice taste in it it's a little weird i don't like when there's a spice taste to be honest in beers um we had some european beer that was really weird spice and tastes like one i can't taste heat from spice so i don't i i wonder if i taste spice different from everyone else but i I I don't like the paper pepper i tried to explain that to someone today (laughs) i was um out at a friend's and I was talking about the the um, off the mats episode where we did the hot ones challenge, and I was explaining the whole spice thing with you, and they're like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." Yeah. Did you check his temperature? Did he have COVID? <laughs> I was like, "How does he taste? Like, does he taste regular food?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's regular far, food." Like, as far as I know, I taste because everything people didn't really like, I like. So I definitely, I mean, I obviously taste something, but with pepper, I do wonder. Well, the hotter the hot sauce, the less flavor it usually has. And it tastes horrendous to me because I'm not getting any heat and it just tastes like licking dirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, what would you, what do you think of this beer? I'm not particularly like fond of it. Yeah, the 9% Could have been is. It's colder for sure. We yeah, I think if it was cold, that. it'd be a lot better. I'm not crazy about it as it is right now. So I can't really give a full, honest score. But I'm gonna do the best I can, based off of the nine percent, is automatically at a six five. So you're getting that from me for sure. I don't really care for the taste so much. Eh, still yes, still gets you a six seven. Um, 
That's really that, that's really I don't know shit else it's about a tricky beer. One, cause it's just so. not definitely wouldn't want to buy it, but I'd be happy with it. I like the nine percent too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you handed this to me apart to to this, if you handed this to me at a party, I know English. I would be like, oh, word, and I would drink it and be okay with yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be fun. Like, I don't know that I would ask for another, though. I think two in, I'd be pretty buzzed, and then I could just drink whatever for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little low this time, but keep in mind that I enjoyed it. Six. Just six. <laughs> so I'm doing a six-seven, and that's based off the alcohol content. The, again, I don't care for the taste. I don't think the taste is bad. Yeah, I think the nine percent got it into the sixes. And, but yeah, it's got an interesting can. It got a skull with a hat. The fuck is this <laughs> that you're drinking? It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin can. Yeah, well, well, it was a lack of <laughs> options at this liquor store. <laughs> and this is one of the retired beers that's up next. And oh. actually an old favorite of mine, but I wonder how it's going to taste now that I've actually opened up to drinking. My taste of beer since we've been doing that is actually like, I realized how much shitty beer I used to drink. And I still like shitty beer, though. Yeah. It has its purpose. Yeah. But yeah, I'm as like, long as it's doing what like, it needs to do. Like, oh, yeah. Because like, like when we had Modelo the other week. Modelo was always one of my favorite beers for a while. Yeah. Then I, comparing it to all these other beers I've had, like Modelo is pretty shitty. <laughs> I, I used to keep the I used to keep it stocked in the fridge. Just you know, I got Modelo. I was disappointed. <laughs> Not anymore. Hmm. Um, all right, let me see if I can finish this so I can get into that. Yeah, it's um, kind of interestingly smooth. Like I, I think I'm I'm still feeling like. I think what's been going on with my stomach is just like I've been overeating, getting full. I think that's it. I don't fucking know. I've been blaming it on the beer. So we're going to see. I'm going to drink beers tonight and see how I feel the next couple of days. If I feel like trash the next couple of days, it's definitely the shitty beers you're bringing. So keep that We've in mind. We've been drinking a quality beer. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's we, been we, making me we, sick. We are making a pretty good uh, resume of beers, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Eventually we'll have a list. Hey, still too early. Like you say, top twenty. You're like, well, we only did twenty two beers. <laughs> hey, so I don't think we've had a jackass of the week the last couple of weeks. I, I have a few, but would you got one? You got one. I, I mean, I don't necessarily have one. I just thought about it because I've been writing it on the board. I definitely got one. All right. Well, I got one too. You want to go first? Nah, I was going to save it for later. Paper, scissors. I was going to save it to the end. I got one now, and then we'll do I mean, you later. can use yours now. I'm going to use mine later. Mine is Dennis Schroeder. Do you know him? I know so the name. He was the point guard for the Lakers. No, then I don't know him. Um, <laughs> he's the dude with the stripe on his hair. He's from Germany. That, none of that means anything. I actually kind of liked his playing style, but uh, he was a backup for years. And then last year, he was the starter for the Lakers. I mean, he, he's moved around teams. He started on Atlanta. I think he was on OKC. Regardless, here's the reason why he's a jackass. He got offered, I think, a four-year deal for $84 million. Pretty good, more than $20 million a year. Hmm. Turned it down thinking he was worth $100 million. Wow, okay. No one was interested in him. I, I understand. He signed for the, with the Celtics. Probably will be a backup. I mean, at least he's going to a good spot. And he could maybe do something and get his value back up. But he signed, I think it's $5.9 million for one year. Hmm. So eighty four million to five. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> because he thought he, I mean, whoever his agent is, is really the jackass of the week. Whoever told him, like, yo, I think you can get 100. Hey. Be this, happy with 84. This isn't my jackass of the week, but was it PJ Washington? Like, for, like, whoever the fuck he is, he's a ball player. He's he about to kick out a lot of child support. Over 18 years, he's kicking out like 48 million or some shit. It's like, yo, son. Like, what's child up with your pullout wild. game, son? Yeah, that shit's wild. I, it's so funny. I came across some kind of stupid prices, right? Fun facts or something. And it was like something like one guy actually turned down to 10000 because he didn't want to give his wife 5000 for the yo, child support. That dude is, pe- <laughs> yo, his level of petty is my new goal. <laughs> yo, that dude said, I will cut my face he's the off. Only, he's the only person I will person cut my nose off to spike the, the face. Uh, at least that price. He said, fuck it all. They looked at him and was like, so you want it? He was like, he, like, he looked over at his accountant. He was like. Shaking his head, don't do it. And he said, fuck her. <laughs> Bob Barker was probably like, what? I don't what? want it. Don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, that's crazy though too. Like child support. I mean, child support is good for the kid if it goes to well, the yeah. kid. But there's too many people. It, it is weird with athletes of like, really? You get millions? <laughs> yeah, that shit is dumb. Shouldn't it be just like live a healthy... I mean, a hundred grand a year is pretty damn good to not even be working and get a hundred grand. Yeah, I, I think that's solid. And but the thing is, again, it's child support. But how many of these hoes out there, like, basically, you know, like Kanye said, you know, fucking uh, if, if you're a celebrity, <laughs> uh, gold digger. I think for sure, if I was a celebrity, prenup is definitely going mm-hmm. down. <laughs> yeah, of course. That. And it's fucked up because when you think about the ideal of like a prenup and like marriage and all that shit, it's like, honestly, if I'm a celebrity, I'm not getting married. Yeah, I don't think I would. How about that? Why not? I mean, yeah, the thing with marriage is just, it's just, I don't know, legal, there's a legal stuff, there's some tax stuff, and then there's there are benefits to it. But um, why not just live together just be a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people do it. Still doing it. For years. And for some reason, if 20 years later, y'all just don't get along anymore. Yeah. Just move out. Like, eh, let's be friends, but let's just move out. But that's the thing. You can do that with a marriage, too. But someone wants to get petty and spiteful and, and drag that shit through the mud. I don't know. Like, Sarah and I, we've said, like, look, if, if you know, shit's just not working, we'll be, you know, cool about it. I, you know, stand by my word. I, I believe her, too. It's just like, look, because at the end of the day, we have a kid, and we don't want that kid to, you know, get caught in the middle of, like, anything gross, any kind of, like, arguments or battle. You know, I don't want to say anything negative to the kid about, you know, mom and, and vice versa, I would hope. But, you know, we say that now. We don't know. You know, we never know. But I think at the end of the day, my whole feeling is... I just want as as little headache as possible. So if you're like, look, I want to keep the house, you got to get an apartment. Like, all right, whatever. Like, whatever is going to be less yeah, of a I would headache. Do the same thing, just like, and same with like when you start, who gets what? It's almost like, man, just I, take. Yeah, it's like I don't care. <laughs> I I don't care. Well, so like I was watching a show on NBC, and the husband and wife, they had several kids, and like they were separating. And I like the idea that they, they ran with 
It was like basically they got in apartments. The kids got to stay in the house. The parents basically when you're splitting your time with the kids, you know, the parent comes to the house for that time and the other one goes stay at the apartment. I like the idea. I know there's like some, you know, you know, fuckery to it. Just like, well, you know, if she's staying at the apartment while I'm staying at the crib, you know, hey, don't be going through my, you know, don't go through my porn stash, son. I like weird shit, you know. Get out of there. We're like, we're not married anymore. Stop judging me, bitch. You know, shit like that. I don't know. But it's the same thing. Like, she better not be watching anything fucking weird. Don't, I don't, I want to see donkey porn. So don't, don't put that shit on my computer, hoe. You know? Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> right there. Eh, fuck off. Um, so, so yeah. I'll, I'll do my uh, jackass later on. Later. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just imagine that, though. The dude thought he could pass up eighty four million, and he got five. The by, by the way, that five point nine, I think it's five point nine, is the minimum he could get. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say is that he would have probably minimum. got lower than that. <laughs> that was the minimum. I mean, think how much money he just he just lost eighty million dollars by thinking he was too good for eighty four million. Yeah, somebody said to him, "Yo, you know you can get Someone so much fucked more." Up, like his, and he was probably like, "Yeah, you're right. I can." <laughs> no you can't he's not a bad player but I mean he, everything about it was the wrong time everyone that needed a point guard got their point guard he, he's just a mediocre he, he's a little undersized hmm. oh well. but yeah I mean and, you see and that, then the Lakers got Westbrook so there's no chance of him going back there you see uh, that thing on um, Isaiah Thomas like the, oh yeah yeah where he dropped 81 Man, you drop eighty one in any type of game. That's and yeah, the thing know. that got me was he he was in the locker room crying. He was like, "Yo, they gave up on me, yo." Yeah, that shit. I I got some feelings from that one. I, I'm getting goosebumps now, yo, because it's like, yo, yeah, you drop eighty one in anything. It's like, yeah, it's what? not the NBA level, but there's not too many people that are gonna score eighty one. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, remember he was like. When he was on Boston, he was yeah, kind of like was at never the top bad. of the league. He was undersized for sure, and it yeah. was like people were like shocked at how good he was. I, I want to say he was even like a little bit in the running for MVP that one year. Yeah, I, I don't pay a lot of attention to the NBA, but I like I would every so often check in. I remember, yeah, his name was up there, like just always up there. He got so, hurt, yeah, and I, I can't remember where he went after that, but it was just like he wasn't the same player. And uh, but he, I mean, the few times he'd play, he was still good on offense. I think he's a little bit of a liability on defense because he's just small. But mm. I mean, he could still play. Um, I mean, obviously. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, I don't know why the NBA doesn't want him. <laughs> like, well, that's the fucked up thing. Is like whenever a player isn't being signed, it's like you have a whole league. Every there, there's like however many teams in the NBA, like no one's signing him. It's like damn, dude. So, like, what the fuck's going on? But that's the same thing with the NFL. It's like, nobody signing, you know, this player or that player. Nobody signing Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of reasons for that one. I think he played pretty shitty even in the CF, wherever he went. Well, yeah, I know. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Where did he go to college? Was it Notre Dame? I like it was no, 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 no. No, that was, no, that was, that was uh, Brady Quinn. Yeah. Brady Quinn, I actually thought would do – that dude was – he's like one of those guys uh, – the best at exercising. Yep. Like, that dude is And then, fit. uh, who, who's the other one? Clawson. Was it, uh... Jimmy Clawson. Jimmy Clawson. Yeah, he was... He was being groomed. He was being groomed from, like, 
like his childhood. They were like prepping him to be an NFL quarterback. And he went to the NFL. Yeah, he was a backup, I think, in Carolina for a few years. I don't well, know. Well, he got drafted to, to Carolina, didn't he? Like, yeah. as they thought he was the future. I don't know what happened to him. Mm. But, I mean, at least if you get that first contract, you at least a millionaire. Yeah. Um, Johnny yeah. Manziel probably blew his. That's I, crazy. But I think he come. I think Manziel comes from a family with money, though, from what I understand. So, whether he blew the money or not, he, hey, he could right. do some. He could make some uh, sign like autograph signs. He could go to Comic Con. He has enough, yeah, interest in him to do <laughs> shit like that. Well, I mean, and I'm sure, like you know, like the SEC network was signing, like, hey man, he come was talk, talk about like football. So wait, where did he go? A uh, and M, I think it was Texas A and M. That's what it was. He still has a little money symbol. Yeah, fuck that kid. And he went to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, to no, Cleveland. That, that's where quarterbacks go to die, until they become uh, whoever their quarterback is now. Mayfield. Uh, I like Baker. When when they drafted him, I like Baker Mayfield. When they drafted him, I got really sad for him. <laughs> I was like, dude, like I'm sorry, your career's about to end. And so far, so far, so, so good. far, so good. I man. like him. He I, still has some. He I has like a him in college. Amount of haters for some reason. He had a really good year last year, and with his receivers. You know, dude, hurt. look, Jesus Christ has haters. They're like everybody got. He's to got a something. lot. He's a little bit cocky, but I mean, I think. A little bit of cockiness is good. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's a fine line, though. Confidence and I'd, cockiness. I'd rather play for a quarterback that's, like, a little bit cocky, like, but funny, like he is, like, a little funny, than even though Peyton Manning's great, I just feel like he'd be, like, a robot. I'm trying to win. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to go fucking win with that robot. Although Pey- Peyton has some funny moments. I saw one of his moments recently that time when, like, the dude – what was his back name? Donald something. Donald Brown? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, God damn it, Donald. When he just misses the block, Peyton's like rolling out, running away from getting sacked. And he's like, and all the mics pick it up. And he's like, God damn it, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since we're on Peyton Manning in football, let's go ahead and talk about these Western teams. Yeah, football season is almost here. So, yeah. want to do the NFC West? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about them. I I, I, I know the teams. I don't need to. We got the Cardinals. We'll do you them go the Cardinals first. first. Cardinals, so they finished 8-8 eight and eight last year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have Kyler Murray, um, DeAndre Hopkins, who they just got last year. So, mm-hmm. maybe that gets better or what worse. What a trade that was. Yeah, that was, trade was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I do feel like DeAndre's lost some speed, though. Um mm-hmm. Never should have been traded. I mean, for what he was motherfuckers are like motherfuckers. So get then old they picked up and slow down. I don't know if you know, but they picked up AJ Green. Yes, so I knew they that. Better, uh, they picked up JJ Watt. Oh, they did. Yeah, I did not and know JJ that. JJ Watt is still good. I mean, he yeah. he's been getting hurt a lot, but when he plays, I mean, he's highly highly productive. Um, That's uh, wow! I didn't know they got JJ Watt. That's, yeah, oh, they're making a run this year. Um, so they, they're not, but they're trying. Yeah. Well, we yeah, we'll get to this. <laughs> the uh, I don't know if they they knew it. They had uh, Drake last year at running back. Um, they got rid yeah. of him, and he was splitting time with Chase Edmonds. And I honestly think Chase Edmonds is better. Um, he's a kind of like a, one of those good receiving backs, but. Wouldn't get tons of carries, but it would be it'd always be like over five a carry. And then they got that dude from Pittsburgh, James Conner, who looked promising, but he's always hurt. So, yep, 
I don't know which one of them would start because Chase Edmonds kind of like a better third down back. Um, and then they draft. Oh, they still got Christian Kirk uh, as a receiver. He's pretty solid. So then pair him up with, you know, he's the third probably with AJ. And then they drafted a receiver, um, Rondell Moore. So um, they lost. I know they lost a few tight ends. They got that tight end. Max, but how many do you really need? Max Williams. Do you remember him? I, I just remember him being on Buffalo, and he's a good blocking tight end. Um, and then defense, they were solid. Um, I think Oops. Chandler Jones, one of their best players, is like John Jones' little brother, holding out for a contract. So we'll, well see if he plays. But just like his brother, anyways, they finished eight and eight. I think they got um, some good older. They got some good old players, veteran players. <laughs> like we call veterans, motherfucker. Yeah, they old, like the Lakers. I could just say AJ Brown last year. I mean, A.J. Yo. Green caught like 30% of the passes. I thought A.J. AJ Green was retired. <laughs> I thought he retired two years yes, ago. I honestly don't see him making a huge impact. Could be wrong, of course, but he wasn't very good on the Bengals last year. And that was with, I mean, you say Burrow was a rookie, but Burrow was completing passes to everyone else. <laughs> um, and I think they drafted a rookie linebacker. I know nothing about him. But, yeah, I, I don't see them improving that much, to be honest, um, especially in that division. No, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. I think, yeah, just in that division. I mean, they have a team. I could, I could see them being 8-9. and nine. <laughs> They have a team that, like, anywhere else, they might be pushing. But. And Kyler, yeah, I mean, Kyler could be really – he could make – I think he got a little bit better last year, but yeah. he still doesn't seem like as elite as people thought he was going to be. He needs to throw the damn ball sometimes. He holds it a lot. I think he should run more, too. Um, but yeah, I see them just being kind of around the 8-8 eight and eight mark, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they're, they've improved. Like, you know, they picked up the pieces. But they it's just like you still got to compete with Seattle. The Rams have gotten better. Um, the 49ers are still there. So yeah, it's the like. The 49ers, when we get to them, they, I mean, their whole team was hurt last year. So it's like. And the year before that, they that's were just, the division winner. That's like the, the AFC North. You know, it's like when you have four teams and three of the teams are beast, and then you got that yeah, fourth team that just don't. Could probably be a yeah average team, but they got to face everyone in their division <laughs> twice. I, I put Arizona in that same boat. It's like they, they probably yeah, would be decent. Division. All right, next team, let's go with the Rams. They were 10-6 and six last year. Their biggest move is they took your quarterback, Stafford. I ain't got no quarterback. I'm um, a dude from Maryland. Wide receivers, the only one, I mean, they got Cup and Woods. Uh, they picked up Deshaun Jackson. He's good for a home run now yeah. and then. He'll probably end up. He'll end the season with like ten catches and say he'll eight get, touchdowns. He'll get four <laughs> touchdowns off home runs alone, like um, in the first like three weeks. They were number three defense last year. I don't think. I don't think they've made tons of moves. I mean, they gave up most of their draft to get Stafford. And I mean, they weren't really too too bad in too too bad of a shape anyway. I think their feeling was, or many of the fans' feelings, or people's feeling was that the quarterback was their biggest yeah. uh, crutch, and they got Stafford. Which I love Stafford. Like I, I'm a Stafford fan, obviously, 
I just don't know that he he's better than what they had, but they're like basically people are crowning him as like the NFC, you know, champs, and it's like yeah, man, McVay is relax. Just like blown, he's even better than he thought he was. Him and it's been reported him and uh, San Fran Shanahan because they're boys. They used to both coach for Washington. Um, that they both like really wanted Stafford. I like Stafford with the Rams more than I would like him with the 49ers. If he went to the 49ers, I'd probably be fucking devastated. I don't hate the 49ers, but I hate the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, it's... Not like I hate the Cowboys. Their team was solid with that number two defense. If Stafford really is this good, then, I mean, people are picking them to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if I'd go that far, but 10-6 and six last year, I could see them being kind of around that same mark with the defense. Someone yeah. like Aaron Donald got hurt, though. I don't know. Their yeah, running backs, I mean, they had that running back by committee last year. I think it's supposed to be Daryl Henderson this year. No one stood out, really. No. I mean, Cooper uh, Cup, he's injury prone. Deshaun's yeah. super injury prone. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're crowning these guys already, but it's like when you start looking at the, the little pieces, it's like injury here, injury there, you know. And look, McVay has made some questionable coaching calls too in the past. So it's like, and maybe he's grown from that. But hey, he's no Belichick. <laughs> he, he's gonna fuck up. I know he will. Yeah, he's a baby. But yeah, uh, I well, let's. I'll finish before I say where I think the Rams are. So I can think about this. Seahawks. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna year. give a guess on their oh, record. Yeah, let's give a. So they were ten and six last year. Yeah, I think we got to account for the extra game now. Yep. So it'll be eleven and six. Yeah, it's wild. Now you can win eleven games and win, lose six still. <laughs> That's wild because you could win eleven games and probably not make the playoffs. <laughs> Damn, That's fucked. We could have made the playoffs last year and been seven and ten instead of seven and nine. I would have been so happy. <laughs> Dude, when I see shit like that, dude, my heart just gets so happy. Yeah, I see them being somewhat, uh, it is weird. Like, people thinking staff are like, that puts them in a Super Bowl. I just don't see that. Because, I mean, they still got to get through Tampa. They still got to get through Seattle and San Francisco. Yeah, and and San Francisco is going to be very improved. Not necessarily like they're going to win the division, but... Yeah, they're going to be a tough team. So let's move to them. All right, let's go to San Fran. So they were 6-10 and 10 last year, and like pretty much their entire defensive line, from what I remember, was hurt, I think. So they had Nick Bosa. I think he was out. T. Ford was out. Um, who else did they have? They had someone else on the line that was out. They got Fred Warner at linebacker. He's beast. So the big news with them was they drafted Trey Lance in the first round. They still have Jimmy G, which I think Jimmy. That's G's why you should cash my checks. The favorite hey, Jimmy to G's be starter right now. And oh, it might have motivated Garofalo. Yeah, I was thinking about the check cashing place on Route One. <laughs> but yeah, I think Jimmy G. I don't think he's as bad as people say. Um, no, he, too, has been in terrible... I mean, San Francisco doesn't have great receivers at all. They had fast-ass running backs that always get hurt. They were 
probably one of the best defensive teams. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they lost almost all of their defensive line last year. Um, but yeah, this year, running back wise, they still have Mahim Mostart, who is always hurt, but when he plays, he's like a five point above five and a half yards of carry. Like, he, I think he's the fastest running back in the league by a lot. Yeah, his yards. And I would love to see him play, but he just always gets hurt. Um, and then they did draft a rookie. Um, was it Trey Sermon? Is that his name? Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Ohio State. That's where he went. <sighs> Fucking Ohio State player. Trey Sermon. I think that's who it is. They drafted a guard. Um, Receiver wise, Brandon Ayuk was their rookie last year. They got him coming back. He's probably the number one, which isn't great. He's not a bad receiver. They got Debo Samuel, which is just funny that his real name is actually Debo. It's not even short for anything. He's just Debo. <laughs> his parents love Friday. Um, and they have Muhammad Sanu, who's not great anymore, and some and uh, Richie James. But yeah, I think their defense will be far, far better. Um, last year too, they were playing on their second and third string quarterback most of the year. So whether it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance, it's going to be that's going to be an upgrade because one of them is playing. Um, as a Washington fan, I was always embarrassed that we were bragging how we beat the Forty ers We beat them. I want to say on their third string quarterback. Mm. It's a winner, yo. A win is a win, son. Don't. There is no shame in a victory. I know, but when you're seven and nine, I don't give a fuck. I know we should have been. We should only won three games that year. Dude, <laughs> Washington going to the playoffs and winning the division at seven and nine is probably one of my happiest moments. There's so many things with that though. Like every team we beat was on their second or third string quarterback. A win is a win. And I mean Philly threw the last game, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> a win is a win. Cowboys wait, wait, did Philly it. throw it out of spite? I think so they could get a higher draft pick. I was hoping it's out of spite. But the coach got fired after that because part a lot of the team was real mad. And they were losing. It's not to say they would have definitely won, but they benched Jalen Hurts when he was starting to play pretty good. And it was just like for Nate Sudfield. Like, why? And the coach was like, I thought he deserved to play. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. But Jalen Hurts is a your probably up-and-coming quarterback. You don't want to play him? <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Cowboys needed them to beat us, and they would have been in the playoffs. So it could have been to spite the Cowboys as well. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> That's the shit I love to hear right there. I love, yo, I yo, we need to find. I I need. I'm gonna start like keeping track of petty shit. I'm gonna have the all petty award each month because I love shit like that. But yeah, I know. I know Kelsey, their offensive lineman on the Eagles, Travis is uh, Kelsey's brother. Yeah. Um, he was pretty upset. Like he felt like, why did we like? Why did we just throw the game? Like he felt like they kind of threw it. And then he said, like later, like oh, they explained it to me that they just wanted Nate Sudfield. He deserved a chance to play. Like really, you gonna put the third string quarterback in on the last whatever ten minutes of the season? For say, what, boy? Shut your dumb ass up and <laughs> sit down. But um, all right. Well, so yeah, San Francisco was six and ten. Um, 
I mean, with that's them, a tough one because yeah, it sounds like Jimmy G will start the year, and I, again, I don't think he's. I think he's just a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. hard to say because he's always getting hurt. I would, so, yeah. If he gets hurt, then they got a reason to put in Trey Lance, and yeah. Um, what do you think the record's going to be? Six and ten. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Seven and ten, damn. It's a tough one. Their Still defense could be. Team. They they were the division winner when they're all healthy. It's just they were so bad last year. The thing that's keeping them from me thinking they're going to be good is their receivers. I honestly think Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel just don't scream out to me. I think they could win eight games. That'll put them at eight and uh, nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's around that mark. That's that's the best I'm gonna give them though. The, them they're in too. a tough they're division. In a tough division. Yeah. So, so all right. last team we got is Seattle, who was twelve and four last year. Yeah, I, no, I, I got to pull up. I on think the they got off to like even like a slow start. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, they started off pretty funny. I was pretty surprised when I was like, "Oh shit, they're twelve and four! Goddamn." Um. But yeah, they got Russell Wilson. I don't know that they got anyone really new on offense. I know they drafted uh, this kid, Dwayne Eskridge, as a receiver. But they have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Which DK is like great and bad. Like he's still not a polished receiver, but he's just so much faster and bigger than everyone that he's going to make plays. But he's also going to drop some. There was a lot of memes last year comparing him to Megatron. Oh, he doesn't have the hands of Megatron. Well, yeah. He does have the body size. Well, yeah, it's like he's big for sure, but he ain't there. No, no one's double, triple teaming DK Metcalf. (laughs) And not only that, you know, Megatron would be triple teaming and still get the ball. Yeah, when Megatron played, people will forget this, but that he he was the only receiver on that team, and when it was third and long, he was triple team and would still catch it. So there was a game where the Lions played Tennessee. They went to overtime. Stafford got hurt, and uh, Dan Orlovsky came in. I think Stafford was trying to protect the stats, and maybe trying to like just not fuck up. He was you know trying not to throw an interception. So Megatron, he was triple team most of the game. I had him in fantasy, so I know this. Dan Orlovsky was like, fuck that. He just was throwing the ball up. He was going up and getting it. I think the Lions, they lost on the field going overtime. But Orlovsky was like, fuck that. Throw this ball to this dude. That's my weapon. That's what I need to get the ball to. Threw it up. He go up there and get it. It's like, that's what you got to do with that dude. So when uh, Metcalf gets to that point, call me. The thing with Metcalf can do, though, is, I mean, his speed is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If, if you just throw him out long, I would do that those type of receivers, I don't get of why you just don't try it five times a game. And even do this of, like, just throwing a decoy before Metcalf comes in. Again, this is just me daydreaming. and probably There's a big reason probably why it wouldn't work. But we're I would professionals. Put in, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Metcalf as he's my starter, but I'm not going to put him in right now, right? I'm just going to put – you know how Russell Wilson, I was about to say Westbrook – he, he friggin' takes 20 seconds to throw the ball every time. Yeah. So 
have all my fast receivers besides Metcalf just like run around for like do this long ass play, whether it's complete or not, just take forever and send those receivers out running so that the corners got to run. Mm-hmm. Then hurry up, put Metcalf in, call Hike immediately, just have him go as fast as he can long. Yeah. <laughs> and the hopefully the corner is slightly winded because no one can, I mean, he's so freaking fast. Get that Unnaturally epic chase finished. down last year. That was ridiculous. Dude, that <laughs> shit that, that shit haunted me. I was dreaming about that shit. Like like last year I didn't watch a lot of football, but I saw that play over and over. I like I had dreams about that. So I was like, yo, why am I shook from that? Like he was chasing me. Yeah. And what's crazy when he ran that forty time it shocked people, but then he was like, I think I'm faster than that. I think he is. <laughs> I mean, he believes in himself. But that dude has like three percent body fat, and then so far so good in terms of like everyone thought he'd be pretty injury prone. So far, not. Um, I like him though. I would pick him. Hey, I have the first pick overall in one of my fantasy leagues. Pick him first. If he get, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'll, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that dude. The last so he got hurt last year, but the year before that, there's no one with a higher ceiling than him. That dude had 2,400 yards, I think, with 100 catches as a running back. I think he got 1,000 receiving and rushing and yeah. 20 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast. And he's white. I mean, that makes it even better. So. <laughs> she get a bonus point. <laughs> um, and, like, and he's a white running back. Let's yeah, not forget that. that that's what. That's what's wild. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a white running back. Like when was the last time we had like a legitimate like a legitimate we had white. Peyton Hillis that one year and he no, got the cover like, of Madden. A legitimate good white running back. Peyton Hillis, he was like he was he good. He ran that people one. over. He was yeah. like all stop, but yeah, like, I was gonna say all stop, but I'm talking about a yeah, running no back, moves, a halfback. He just ran over people. It's like, uh, and, and I would be, I would admit this. I think Peyton Hillis got the cover of Madden. Because he was a good white running back. <laughs> Wasn't that the year we were voting, though? We were allowed to vote for the cover. Yeah, that's probably why. I mean, a white yeah. running back, we don't, as white people, we don't have any good running backs. So it's like, yeah, a lot he's numbers, the great white so, hope. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's funny, Christian McCaffrey, like, he's not, like, overly, str- like, a he, like, yeah. running backs, he likes to be like, oh, I like the strong. And just, he's just, like, he's fundamentally he's sound. Body, like, yeah. So, whatever. It works. Yeah, Seahawks, so same players. They drafted a rookie receiver. Um, they did get rid of some tight ends. Um, I think their tight end now is Gerald Everett. I don't know who that yeah. is that well. It's Gerald Everett, as I'm looking at the roster right now on Google. We need I don't a think their defense was overly good. I, I, I think he's annoying to watch, but I feel like the biggest strength of the team is obviously Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's like one of those, like it annoys the hell of me how long he takes to throw the ball, but that shit works. He start. I mean, I don't know why they even call plays because you know they call play passes and Russell never throws it. And then this turns into backyard football. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at. All right. Um. So what you got for but the yeah, record? Yeah, they're twelve and four. I see them going down a little bit. I'm gonna go ten and seven. I'm giving me eleven because I, I think it would have been ten and six. So but I'm gonna who give you me got winning this division? I got Seattle winning it. 
Yeah, I do too. And I, I got them in the Rams both in the playoffs. Yeah, and th- that's what I got too. And I just think and the, the thing Cardinals is, the 49ers will be like around 500. I honestly think the Rams, despite what I predicted for their record, I don't even remember what I said, but I think the Rams, it, it's going to be neck and neck between those two. So Yeah, like looking at it now, just the Rams did get better. Mm-hmm. And then now looking at Seattle, it's like, well, they didn't really get better. Yeah. And Pete Carroll gets for he gets shit on for some reason. That dude, it's kind of like the Ravens and Harbaugh. They get mad at him. Like that dude wins every year. And yeah. even Pittsburgh was talking about replacing Tomlin, which is the most insane. Yeah. Tomlin's never even had a losing season ever. I mean, <laughs> it like good coaching. It, it, it's important. You got Pete Carroll. You got Mike Tomlin. You got John Harbaugh. The, they're good coaches. You got Thirty-two teams like. To win a Super Bowl, you got to be the first out of 32. So if you're constantly going to the playoffs and you've won more than one Super Bowl even, I mean, if all things even, you're going to win one out of every 32 years. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like you make the playoffs every year. You are still giving yourself, you know, you still have a shot. You know, whereas Detroit... What they make the playoffs what once every like fifteen twenty? Yeah, that's what people don't get. Like, <laughs> and it, and they haven't made a Super Bowl yet. It, like people take it for granted of like, oh, you guys didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but you won like three years ago. That's time to replace the coach. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like I forget because you know when we think about time, like the nineties versus the two thousands versus the two thousand you know teens and whatnot. I keep forgetting. You know when I think about like teams winning Super Bowls, it's like. Dallas winning Super Bowls back in the 90s. Redskins, yeah, I said it, won it back in the 90s. Um, Pittsburgh. The I mean, NFC East, Giants did too. Yeah, the like, Gi- yeah the I NFC mean, East, yo, the, we NFC, from, the NFC East ran a train on Buffalo. And then now we got a 7-9 division winner. <laughs> yeah. Every time Buffalo made the playoffs, it was like, please tell me no one from the NFC East is like favored. Like, looks like it might be the Redskins this year. Fuck. As soon as they make two, it was like, fuck. Then it's like Dallas. The Eagles were the only one that didn't fucking, didn't, didn't uh, fucking put their yeah, finger in Buffalo's butt. they didn't win a Super Bowl until just whatever a Foles. Was that two, three years ago? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And, and that, that's funny because the only teams that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl were NFC East teams. The Giants and the Eagles. Oh, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> So, eh, you know, whatever. He got beat by a special ed guy. <laughs> Yo, we don't make fun of... Never mind. Yo, I, Everyone makes fun of Eli. I make I make a lot of fun Eli of Eli. makes fun of himself. He dumb. All right, um, let's go ahead and uh, get into this next beer before we go to the Heck yeah. AFC. So, yeah, um, doing stuff a little different. Again, because we went to this crazy-ass... You want more? I almost poured it like I didn't even ask. No, 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 no. That, that's why I poured what I poured. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't. So this one is a mainstream beer that actually I got word from someone that did hear one of our podcasts is going to be discontinued. And we weren't, I don't think we were going to con- put this in our 40 ounce episode, even though it is. I, I wouldn't say it's malt liquor, but I guess it's close. Mm-hmm. But Keystone Ice. Um so it's brewed by cores. Not that interesting. 
What's the alcohol uh, percentage? Five point nine. So it doesn't meet the five point five percent. And I mean, for this type of beer, it actually goes pretty far over. I know? really wanted it to be so much lower. So, I so this like, this used to be school. my until this year my like volleyball beer. It's like I would get one really strong one, and and it's a twenty four. What we get drinking out of. And then a Keystone Ice as my water. <laughs> In between. Um, what do you think of it? I mean, I, it, it's, it's fine. It's remarkably, like, flat. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was like. It's fine. I mean, like, I, yeah, I wonder, with it being uh, discontinued, I'm like, I mean, did this liquor store, is this like a 10-year-old Keystone or something? So they're going to discontinue, but they're going to keep Coors Light trash. Coors Light's popular, though. It's trash. Shouldn't be. Although I will say Coors Light on draft is amazing. When it's a hot Water on draft is amazing. You're right. I mean, that's one of the biggest difference beers I've ever had on draft. No. This is really watery now. Like, again, since we've been doing the podcast, I think I've appreciated better beers. Whereas, I, I mean, we literally have tried almost 30 beers, if not more. Where that would have taken us years to do normally. So, with that said, with my new appreciation for beer, this is the most watery beer I've ever tasted. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... It's not even that fizzy, so it's like... But with that said, like, oh, you would be able to pound these. Yeah. If there's a beer bong. We should have a beer bong episode. That would be pretty fun. I'm down. I'm down. All right, um, we'll have that. Well, we got, well, no, because I don't want you fucking up my carpet down here. You you can barely pour a beer without spilling on my I table. I can do a beer bong. Okay, I'm yeah, you that. can barely pour a we'll fucking beer. We'll go in beer. the laundry room. Yeah, okay, even worse. So you want to fucking spill beer in my fucking laundry, you dick? Not in your laundry. Like, why don't you, like, we got a back back patio. We just go out back, fucking crush some beer bong. Why'd you look beer. out the window like we're going to climb out the window? <laughs> because that's a clear exit right there. I mean, it does have a window. It's about... Six inches high. We might be able to fit out of that. I, I know we can, but will. we can't <laughs> fit. We can't fit under the stairs. Like oh, the, the stairs. Yeah, because the uh, patio stairs right there. That is a wild window. I guess yeah, that brings the light in. I guess, but it's obviously, I mean, dumb. you're not looking out of it. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. I hate. I hate that window. I yeah, guess I'd it has to be an emergency not. exit for insurance purposes. Is that what it's for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You should put a little ladder there. I, I might. I don't know, I'm going to do something with that, that back wall there. I got my uh, comic book pictures, but we're definitely not climbing out that window. Um, so all yeah, right. Keystone Ice, Bolson Coors, out of Colorado, 5.9. Tastes like water. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the thing I'm finding most disappointing is, but it makes it smooth. There's almost like no bubbles either. Um, I guess. Well, There's no an attachment bitterness or no bite. Yeah, it was it was just unusually just it's there. Just like beer, like if it, if I had to rename this beer, would, I think there is a beer just just called. It's literally called like just plain beer or something like that. As it That's be. what this should be called. Um. All right. Would what's our numbers on this? I'm. I'm. I think I'm being generous because I mean I would definitely. So I would definitely like this at a party. Yeah. 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 These are the kind of beers like I just keep crushing and we're playing beer pong. I'm gonna have fun like. So I think we should do an episode where we do. We rate just three party beers, 
strictly party beer. This would qualify as a party beer for sure. Because um, beer pong, you're not going to want a friggin' drink IPA. No, who would? That. That's a fucking lunatic. Um, I'm going to go 5-4. I was going 5-9. There you have it. And maybe we'll have to get another one for that episode because it's apparently being discontinued. But mm, if you can find it, and thanks for the info because of our forty ounce. Oh, by the way, I did see Old English at the store yesterday. Was it in a plastic? They still have a lot, and it is in a plastic container. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, and there was one other that was. Uh, so I did have Colt forty five. I don't think Colt forty five was on the list of being discontinued. No. What's Old English? And. Was it? It might have been Steel Reserve was in a plastic bottle. Um, maybe there was no. two, no. and it was on our list. No. But yeah, there there was enough of them where I wasn't worried yet of like we need to get these for that episode of like these probably got a year left. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna probably get the bathroom fix. Um, Sarah said she gave me to go ahead. She said go ahead and call the dude. So I'm gonna call him. Have, have him come down here fix his toilet. You should play a joke on him, like throw a fake shit in there. Why would I do that? I don't know. It's fun. That's that's absolutely not. Um, I'm gonna have that done, and that once once that's done, then that's when we'll do the forty ounce episode because we can have our guests. Because I don't want people running up and down the fucking stairs waking my kid up. Like she got bit by, she got three mosquito bites. She's like painfully allergic to mosquito bites, which my buddy today brought up um, a point. He was like. Yeah, keep an EpiPen because she gets stung by a bee. If she's just allergic to mosquitoes, you know, be careful with bees. <laughs> I had a bee at volleyball yesterday, like right in my out. face and wouldn't leave me alone. And I can't believe it didn't sting me because of how much, like, I was flailing around in front you. of it. Because he liked you. He was your friend. Yeah, I mean, he clearly wasn't trying to sting me. Mm. Um, Stomp him. All right, so we got through the beer. Let's go through the uh, uh, AFC West. Dun, 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 dun. All right, bitch, go. We, we got high tech. All right, <laughs> I'll save them for last. Let's do the Broncos. They're an interesting team. Are they, though? They are. I don't think they are. They have major quarterback problems. <laughs> but They are a problem. I, I think they could be a sneaky team. I, this is another weird division, though. I mean, obviously, you got the Chiefs in this division. Um, but, all right, so looking at the Broncos... Broncos have a lot of young receivers, but they're beasts. Like, so you got Cortland Sutton, Jeremy Judy, and uh, KJ Hamler. All of them are like, I think are all really good receivers. They just haven't have a good quarterback. They're all, rec- I mean, young. They still got Melvin Gordon, but they did draft another running back, Javante Williams. I don't know too much about him, but isn't I mean that just sounds like a running back, Javante Williams. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, dude, I think that's pretty racist to say that. So I, I, I think they got him in the second round. But, I mean, that's pretty high for running back. So I feel like, I mean, again, if I was a team, I'd been going young running back. I want to get a, my starting running back, main running back, probably every four years. <laughs> hmm. um, they drafted uh, Sertain, I think, yeah, number one. Uh, Patrick Sertain. The second yeah. So it's wild because I feel like the father wasn't in the league that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, oh yes, this is the team. They got Diesel secondary. So they got him. They just signed Kyle Fuller yep. from the Bears, I believe, which, I mean, mm-hmm. he was the better. We have the other Fuller corner on Washington, but I think Kyle's even better. And Ronald Darby, I think, is from Washington. Um, he was a great corner last year. So you have two good corners. Justin Simmons was a beast safety, and then they added this other corner, Sertain, the second. Drafted a r- rookie running back. Three fast, good receivers. Noah Fant, tight end. I think he's one of the fastest tight ends in the league. I think he's probably underrated because he's just never played with a good quarterback. And then the big thing with them with quarterback is it's they have Drew Locke, who I don't think is terrible. Like, he might be one of those guys that needed time. Yeah, that's and, the thing. Um, like, Josh Allen needed time, and now people yeah. can't keep his name out Locke there Locke might be able to – I mean, he does have – I think Elway is still the GM there. And they have Brett Rippon. <laughs> He's not. But they have Bridgewater. And Bridgewater, to me, is like a slightly better Alex Smith. So I'm not a fan because I, I don't like the conservative quarterbacks. Um I'm all for ball control, but not check down Charlie's. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, so, I mean, it all depends. I feel like, oh, on defense, though, they have, I think Von Miller was hurt all of last year. So, I mean, he's top ten defensive so player. Doing too and many they fucking have, Madden uh, commercials. Bradley Chubb. So they have a good defense. And that secondary I just listed sounds like freaking the best secondary in the league. Well, we'll see how it works out, bitch. We'll see. <laughs> Fuck Denver. But also, I like Denver. I, Drew Locke, come I on. I secretly like Denver. So, yeah. I went to uh, Colorado for my sister's My wedding. first uh, so I like time Denver. doing a, I joined one of these Madden leagues. And I, I really enjoyed it, by the way. But I didn't know how it worked. Like, I, you had to use that app. Uh, what's it called? Discord. Oh. How you communicate. I mean, that's key in Madden. Because the seat, I think. Basically, the progresses every two days usually, but you got to get in touch with someone who you're playing. Yeah, like, when you play. But yeah, yeah, I did the fantasy draft to start it, and I ended up with Drew Locke because I waited a little bit too long for my quarterback. It's like, fuck. <laughs> um, Noah Fant's a beast of Madden, by the way. Noah Body. Really ridiculous, actually. Um, but yeah, they were 5 and 11. They're in the division with the Chiefs. I think the Broncos are going to improve. Getting their defense back, it sounds like to me they're going to have one of the best defenses. Melvin Gordon was solid, but see how this rookie does. Fast receivers. I think I'm going to go, like, they're going to have about a 9-8 and record. I'm giving them a big improvement. Wow, relax. <laughs> but I'm I am keeping in mind they have some studs in the division, but I also think they have a, a one team in particular. I you think know, sweet. In '98, ESPN predicted the Broncos to go um, four and twelve, and they won the Super Bowl. So maybe don't doubt them. Maybe I'm going to I'm going to yeah, give them tough. seven. All right. I got seven to ten. So now let's go to the Chargers, which are actually I'm excited for them. Yeah, they're a good young team. Quarterback Herbert, um, who, if you don't know, I mean, I don't know that there's a rookie that had a better season than he's ever had. 
I think he, you have your little. Probably Dan Marino. But it was, <laughs> but I mean, Herbert threw 30 some touchdowns, missing, I guess he only missed a game or two mm-hmm. before they stabbed Tyrod Taylor. Someone was <laughs> in on that. <laughs> but yeah, the coach, so the coach got fired. Uh, um, yeah. So they have a whole new offense, new coach. Hopefully that doesn't hurt things because their offense is pretty good. I think Austin Eckler at running back is a monster. He's about to have a huge year. Keenan Allen is a premier receiver. Mike Williams is a solid receiver. Other than that, I don't know too much about the other receivers. I, I wrote down Josh Palmer. I don't know who that is. Antonio Gates. Oh, they picked up. So they lost. Uh, <laughs> he should come back now that they have Herbert. They lost Hunter Henry, who was a beast tight end for them. But they picked up Jared Cook, the dude from the Saints last year. I know who Jared Cook is. He's old as hell. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they have solid players on defense. I think they have the other Bosa brothers still. Yeah. Um, they were 7-9. and nine. It's tough, too. They give them a two-game improvement. Yeah. That sounds about right. Denver's defense is going to be good. Yeah, I don't like my Denver. I'm going to knock yeah, Denver exactly. down a game and exactly. give them charges up. I'm giving charges second place in the division. Because we know fucking Vegas can't do it. Yeah, we can get the friggin'. I don't know that I have anything much positive to say about them. I can't see them being any better for sure. So the Raiders were somehow 8-8. Eight eight. Um I think they missed out on a huge opportunity to have traded Mariota because teams wanted him. So now they got two quarterbacks. Mariota had some buzz about him. They could have got some out of him. Yeah. Um, and, or if they were going to want to eventually go to Mariota, which they probably won't over Carr, but they could have traded Carr for something. I don't know why I keep both of them. Um, because Gruden's... Receiver-wise, I mean, they got Henry Ruggs, I believe, is the number one, which is not very good. He's another glitch in Madden, by the way. You said so, receiver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the wow. receivers look bad. So, I mean, Henry Ruggs is a speed demon, but he didn't do much his rookie year at all. The best thing he did was run long and get, like, pass interference calls. Um, but they have, like, Brian... Edwards, so Hunter, Rich- Hunter Renfro was a good slot receiver. I didn't know Richie Incognito was still in the league. That dude's been playing for a long time. Yeah, oh. I mean, he's how old solid. was that dude? It, it, what's crazy about him? Remember that dude he bullied, where the whole yeah. stuff came out. I mean, that dude quit. Yeah, he's out of the league. It almost sounds like maybe that dude was a little bit more sensitive like maybe it wasn't as bad as people think. like bullying is never good but it sounded almost like it was just regular football type yeah and and i was i was <laughs> that dude wasn't built for football i was with the dude though on that because like yo don't be fucking with the dude man he, he's just trying to make a living too but it may have been not as much as we thought it was yeah so i don't know but yeah, we don't know. We weren't there, but it, I mean, it does. I, no, I, football I, people I are a different there. breed. I was there. Dante was on the team. He was. No, I wasn't on the team. I was just in the locker room being weird. Yeah, that's real weird. If you were in there, <laughs> what they needed a janitor. Is that what you're doing in there? Yeah, fucking mopping floors. Fuck off. 
They do have Josh Jacobs, which is, I think he's a beast. Um, and they, they're the one team that got Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals. I think he's a, he's probably a good change of pace for Josh Jacobs. Um, Ruggs, Josh. by the way, as a, as a Madden player, Ruggs was so unbelievably valuable. Even I think his overall was like close to 70. It might not even have been 70. But that speed was so elite and Madden that he would get picked in the first round and when mm. you do a fantasy draft because I think it was ninety eight speed. Oh, which you know that's... you know how you can progress players. You can't progress speed necessarily. So yeah. oh well. Well it's a good thing we're talking about real life and not video games though. So people... I hope that he sucks. And then they got Darren Waller, tight end. He's a beast. He's I think he's yeah. he's elite. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't. I eight and eight. I see them going down. I I think they're at the bottom of the division. Yeah, I don't think they have much to offer. I think they made a big mistake. I think they're Not, only going to win five. Yeah, I think they're going to win four. <laughs> Jeez, I, see, I was going to say four, but I was like, I don't be that rude. But I mean, yeah. how can Henry Ruggs be your number one receiver? Mm, I don't know. Willie Sneed, you know, he, oh, he might man, step he up. He was the fourth on the Ravens. He might step up when <laughs> they had no receivers. Yeah, well, you know, that, I think I think they win five at best. That leads us to the obvious team, the Chiefs, fourteen and two. Um, I don't think they got anyone particularly new. I know they lost Sammy Watkins to the Ravens, but he he wasn't ever like huge for them. They got McCole Hardman, who's like just as fast as Tariq Hill. So, I want to real quick go down the Chiefs' schedule. I want to do a a step-by-step prediction on their record because I don't know. I think they're not going 17-0. No. Let's see here. Preseason. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. When does the regular season start? I think we got second week of... So the 12th. Yeah. So they play the Browns. I think they'll win that one. That'd be a tough one, though. They play the Ravens week two. Ooh, they got two games, though. Wow, so that one, I think, and they're playing in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, the Ravens have a weird schedule of, like, a lot of primetime games. Yeah. I I think I think Baltimore's oh. going to punch them in the mouth. By the way, too. we got the sweep back at work. Oh, nice. So I put in, one is, uh, I don't want to put in for the primetime games, because those suck when you have to work the next day. Nah, I put sure. in for the Chargers game, because I want to see Herbert. Nice. So, the Chiefs play the Chargers week three. I think they could win that one. So, I got two and one right now. They play the Eagles. Easy. Three oh, and one. Eagles might be the worst team. They play Buffalo in Kansas City. Now, I think they're going to win that one because there's some weird stat to that. And I think they're going to win that one. Then they play Washington. Oh, that's definitely. In Washington, though. Oh, our stadium doesn't help. <laughs> Then they play Tennessee. So so far, I got them winning everything. Oh, but, that. but Tennessee! Remember, they got Julio Jones now. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, good. Um, so I got them winning every game, but that Baltimore one so far. This is a hard schedule, though. By the way, no, it is. But I still think I mean, they're winning Ravens, all these games. Cleveland's a tough. That two. Bills game Chargers, is going to be a tough Bills, game. Then why? That I Bills mean, game is tough. They're playing like all number one seeds. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> then they we're seven and nine. Then they have to play the Giants. Easy. Yeah, that's easy. Um, they Frick play the Jenner. now they play the Packers. Now that's where it's gonna get tricky. I think the Packers will win that one. Now I got them at two losses. Then they play the Raiders. Easy. Cowboys. That could get tricky, but I Cowboys, hate the Cowboys. Yeah, so, if Dak's em. there and they're putting up those 50 points a game, it'll be a shootout. Yeah, I, I, but I think they will win. And Broncos. We don't know if even Dak's going to be healthy yet. And they got the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers all in a row after the Cowboys. I think they lose that second Chargers game, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the Chargers could win one. Then they play the Steelers. Sucks for the Steelers. Steelers, I think, are going to have an off year this year. Yeah, they're going to stump the Steelers. And then they play the Bengals on January 2nd, and then they close out against the Broncos. So I think they lose against the Chargers, the Packers, and the Ravens, at least. That Cleveland, is that the first game, Cleveland? That Cleveland game is... Cleveland's got a freaking all-star team. mm, Yeah, you're right. I don't know, man. I I would like to see Cleveland come out. That Cleveland defense... Is going to be something Clowney, special. And I think they have the best defensive lineman with. Uh, However, you cut it, they're winning the division. It's just a matter of by how much. Yeah, I mean, they're going to beat up on each other. No, I'm talking about uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're they're, they're definitely winning. Ain't nobody beating up. I don't think up. they're going 14 2. Uh, yeah, I think. I th- well, they can't go 14 2. I mean, unless they go 14 2 1. I yeah. think I think they lose the Baltimore. They lose the Chargers uh, late in the year. They lose the Green Bay. I think Cleveland. That Cleveland game could be tough. So I don't. I don't think Cleveland. Did, I mean, uh, sorry, Kansas City did much to their defense. They did add uh, two stud offensive linemen. One was the left tackle, who was the right tackle for the Ravens, uh, that dude Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, he left because left tackles make more money. And he, Ravens already had a good left tackle, so he was never going to be able to play left tackle. But, I mean, they just got a stud left tackle. I mean, he's probably top five. Um, by the way, he was the guy, you know, the fat burger in Columbia. Yeah, he was The kid was always there. Like, that's him. Um, he, he was super big as a kid. He was like 13, looked like he weighed 300 pounds. Um, so, and then they picked up a guard. Check out that Tyreek Hill picture. The second, like, what is going on there? Yo, he's got the biggest neck in the league for how small he is. Um, yeah, I mean, he's elite. McCole Hardman's got elite speed. They remember? I I just saw they have Antonio Callaway. I don't know if you remember him, but he was on uh, Cleveland. He looked yes. like he was going to be pretty good, but he's—I mm-hmm. think he got in trouble or something. Yeah, he had a little bit of a downturn. And then, um, obviously, they have Kelsey. I think if Kelsey got hurt, they'd be in a little bit of trouble. And then they have Edwards Hilaire, who wasn't as good as I thought. Like I said, I last episode, I think I drafted him first round in fantasy. But there is a lot of talk with the new improved offensive line that he could actually be have a pretty good year. Well, see, he's one of those smaller backs that are... I like the little smaller back sometimes, the low center of gravity and hide behind people. Um, I think I don't really they're think winning much. the division. But no, I don't no, know that, that, that I don't know that they're going to be the number one seat this year. In the in the uh, AFC? AFC, who you got as the number one seat? 
I mean, it's, I feel like if everything went well and there's no injuries, Cleveland could do it. I don't think Cleveland. I, I think Cleveland's good. They're Cleveland. I just don't think. Yeah, exactly. They're Cleveland. I don't think they believe they can do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just that if there were any other franchise with that roster, you'd be like, oh. Talent-wise, though, I mean, just look at the freaking Kareem Hunt as the second running back. And True. What I think, was it us that looked it up, but Chubb last year averaged 10 yards a carry in the fourth quarter? That was ridiculous. I don't remember <laughs> looking that up, but I'm not doubting it. But basically, I don't think Cleveland's going to be the number one seed. And you got, I don't think they believe in them because I don't believe in them. So... I mean, I feel like the AFC, though, is going to be a little bit more competitive than it was. The Ravens could be up there. Cleveland could be up there. Chiefs will be up there. Bills will be up there. Yeah, I, I think Bills, Chiefs. I don't know why I'm doubting the Bills a little bit, but I honestly, be. There's no reason for me and to. And the thing is, besides them in that Kansas City game, I think the Bills are going to beat people's asses, but I think they're going to struggle with that Kansas City game because they're going to be in Kansas City. Oh, but Tennessee. Can't forget about them because they were a solid team. I can very easily forget about them. They got them. Julio Jones. And then Colts, you never know. Yeah. They, they were did. a really solid team. Yeah, because they had Phillip Rivers. They ain't got him no more. I don't know if it was because of him, though. <laughs> Who they got now? Uh, the Philly. Yeah. yeah, okay. There you go. You're welcome. But, they, I mean, they have a really talented team. Uh, well, you know what? Fuck them. Oh. All right, um. Beer. beer number three. Yep. So last week I felt like we had the best three beers in one episode. I think this episode not so much. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Part of it was just you know lack of options. Um, this third one, liquor store. The third one though is uh, we've had friends. That you didn't really just like leave me a beer. fucking swig in there, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> well, I did leave you the best beer that we've had in the fridge. Yeah, I saw you plotting on it. When you're like, "Ooh, there's a yeah. Red Bull in here. There's a flying dog here." Like, I relax. figured the Red Bull had to be yeah. me. One of my tenants gave it to me the other day, and I was like, "I'm not drinking that." But Steve, the flying dog, that one is beast. But that's all you. Um, so this last beer that we're drinking today is Bex. Nothing fancy. Everyone seen Bex. I don't know if anyone's. Everyone's had it. I, th- I think just a quick funny story that we used to have is when we used to go to Second Chance, which unfortunately is no longer. You know what's funny about this story you're about to tell? You just told it yesterday off the mats. I did? Oh, yeah. off the mats. <laughs> <laughs> which I... was a while ago, but... <laughs> <laughs> it you... is a funny story, though. Yeah, just like... Um, I mean, basically, we were regulars at this one bar for years, Um and there was a liquor store next door. It's never good to have a bar next door to a liquor store if you're not connected. But I'll just one memory I have is just funny is because we knew the bartenders pretty well, and uh, one guy in there was drinking Becks, and suddenly they just went up to him and realized, we're like, we don't serve Becks. Where did you get that from? <laughs> so he was just bringing in his own beer. Um, with that said. Um, it's a brew. This is a German beer. The company, I can't even pronounce it, but it's something Bex. Um, what do you think of it? It's just a 5% beer, so that's going to probably lower its points a little bit. 
I, I would say this. What do you think the flavor? Because I got one distinct thing. I, I'm not really noticing it's any It's pretty flavor, skunky. But yeah, well, I noticed the smell. <laughs> this is the most skunky beer we've had by far. Um, I'm not crazy about it. I, I'm only drinking it because it's cold. I'd rather just have a water, to be quite honest. Um, if I had to give this a score, oh, jeez Louise. It's just a basic beer. I'm, I'm probably going like with like a maybe a 5-2 at best. Yeah, I've had worse tasting, but there's nothing that stands out in it. Yeah. The smell is bad. Yeah. It's one of the worst smelling beers. <laughs> Should I tag them in this? I always Dex, like to tag yeah, the fuck them. beer tag companies. Them. Let them fucking know. Your shit is trash. 5-2. I'm going to go 5. Mm, that's fair. You're, you're kind of making it sound like I like it, though. <laughs> I I'd, I mean, I would, again, this would be a beer. Again, I I have a drink if no one had. So I, I think five is like that drinkable level. Yeah. Four is like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. I, I'd still probably drink a four. I wonder if we'll ever get a three. I, I think can't. you gave a three, maybe. No, I have not. I haven't. I have to look. I feel like it's possible. You look did. all you want, but I know I didn't. My lowest has been like, like in the fours for sure. Um, because a three for me is something that's just completely I can't fucking manage. I can't even get through the glass. This one is the taste is far better than the smell. It's just the smell. Yeah, it bad. tastes fine. It smells horrible. It's got that. Skin. But it's also just like like you said with like Keystone. It's kind of flat. It's just like it. Eh, it's there. Yeah. So this was an off week with the beers, but. Yeah. Whatever. We're gonna crush it next week. I guess. I have a real good one for you. So next we, week. we have to sort out next week though, because like next week's schedule is gonna get really, really, really weird. I think we could do Thursday, and we could try for Friday. Uh, if, shit, if, shit, if, shit, shit, shit! Something just—I actually just got a text about Thursday. <laughs> I mean, if we do Friday, we're gonna probably be ripped. Um, I'm down. Like honestly, well, okay. So what? So what? So what we're referring to for Friday? Um. Uh, good friend Jen, her, you know we're gonna be celebrating her birthday, so we're gonna be. Um, Dante and Steve go out again, but I'll, I'll having a good time drinking on a Friday. So um, you know, even though it's a little early, you know, even you know with the celebration, happy birthday, Jen! Big shout out. But we're gonna be going out that night, so I might bring equipment with me. I might bring mics and the other uh, travel. I have the travel mixer upstairs. They do have like little. Uh, tables there, yeah. and I bet Jen would be down too. Yeah, I might. I might bring. Um, she was an off the mats guest, right? Yeah. Which uh, my my one buddy Marilyn Phil, he he's a fan. He loves her episode because I guess he's like into vegan. I don't think he's into veganism, but I think he was like interested in like just what goes on with that because you know Phil brings me lots of like junk food and treats and donuts. So I think he's trying to make a change in his life. I don't know. I'm just rambling. But I can bring the travel mixer, maybe. Um, either way it goes. Thursday. It'll be a mixed episode. We'll check in. Thursday is um, now off the table because something just came up. Um, I mean, Saturday is possible. Well, no, it's not because uh, the fight. Next Sunday. I mean, Sunday, we could still do Sunday, perhaps. I just have to try to rearrange this dude's schedule so that way he can record earlier 
if he, I mean, I could just always say to him, if you don't record early, then we don't record at all. Yeah, it would be cool, even if we just check in on Friday. So we're going to Sandlot. Have you been there? Uh-uh. So a bar in Fells Point, um, it's basically right on the water, but they put like a bunch of sand on the corner. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's. I don't think they have anything on draft, so it's like can. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fun though. Um, the drink is. I mean, I think we can get a like a decent table of like. So my only concern with even bringing equipment though is just recording out and just like liquid being around the computer and then people just being people, period. Also, we might be on limited time because I might not be able to plug it in. And the travel mixer will be pulling off the computer's uh, power. So we will probably be... Eh, we could probably still get a decent we'll see what episode. Happens. But yeah. But, uh, like, so, uh, yeah, we got to arrange traveling, too. And when I say we got to arrange traveling, yo, I'm riding up with you. Yeah, I know where to park. Are, are you, I know wait. Fells Point really well. No shit. Maybe, I mean, if you want to save time, you could come to mm. my house because it's on well, the I was going to say, uh, wait, so what? what's your deal? What's your schedule for Friday period during the day? Because I'm off. I mean, like, what, like, what's the earliest you can day drink? Five thirty. I think the thing starts at five thirty. That's why. does it? Yeah, five thirty. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's why I took off for the day because I was I doing. A, Jen is a morning person because <laughs> I, I was doing a half day for work, and then I accidentally said full day and just said, "All right." Well, well I'll know more. I, I definitely can be flexible if I'm done. My I stuff. might just go down there early by myself and just get fucking hammered. Well, don't do that. Nah, fuck you. I don't know what to do. You don't even know where it is. I don't need to go there just to get hammered. I can go to any bar and get hammered and force gump my way to that Bound one. Bound to be a rotos. <laughs> like, I'll get fucking Clubbing. trash. I'd fucking drown in the Those harbor. freaking... Man, during COVID, Fells Point was having... I think... They were expensive, but it was worth it. Um, I think it was 8 to $13. Orange crushes, nah. but it was about eight shots of vodka in them. <laughs> I'm good. No, you're good when you have one of those. Trust me. <laughs> um, all but right. you you know you during COVID, which was cool, you were allowed to walk around Baltimore with your drinks. I know. That should be more common in those type of areas. Like mm. Fells Point to me should be always be blocked off like that because you're you're bar hopping. Um, What's the difference if you're walking to the next one with your drink? Well, remember Water Street? As long as you don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, it was just that block, but still. That's how Fells Point should be. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't bring in your drink to another bar. Why not? It's just rude. It's just rude, though. See, that would be be the key there, is, like, take all the recording equipment (laughs) and bring uh, bring our glasses with us, too. We're like, what are you guys doing? We're recording a podcast, bitch trying to be a guest. So that's the problem, though, too. When people see shit like that, they try to, like, they think, like, oh, it's live. I can say whatever. Bitch, you know I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> like, why are you trying to get loud? Trying to be in the background. It's funny, those podcasts. Trying to be Shug like, Knight. Or, like, the TikTok or Instagram where they interview drunk people of, like, they catch people off guard. That was a good twist, though, the one I sent you the other day. I can't remember. I, I think I, I, I think because I'm pretty sure I've seen it before. It was, yeah, yeah. The, it was a common one, yeah. but it was a big twist. It was probably um, fake though. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we'll we'll sort out this week and figure it out and figure out recording and everything too. We might have a special um, guest. We never know. 
So, um, either way. So, I watched some television this week. Uh, specifically, I watched a, a, a hilariously good, bad movie called Mikey. came out in 1992. It wasn't good at all. It was hilariously bad. But I enjoyed it so much, I'm actually going to buy it. That's how good, bad it was. I don't even want to go into details about it because I don't know how to describe it. But I loved it. It was a little kid who was like an orphan. And he kept killing the families. It's like nobody could figure that shit out. It's like y'all couldn't figure out this little dude was the only survivor. Y'all some dummies. No, people in 1992 was fucking stupid. Um, so yeah, there was that. But then on Netflix, I watched a um, documentary special that I had a lot of interest in because it involved my uh, favorite basketball team, the Detroit Pistons. It was called The Malice at the Palace, which involved the that brawl between the Pacers and the Pistons. And man, like at first when I turned it on, you know, they were going into like just weird info that I was like, I, this has nothing to do with anything I want to see. I just want to see this fucking breakdown in the camera angles and everything. I don't care about Reggie Miller and Ron Artest and Steven Jackson. I don't care about anyone before they got on the Pacers. Let me know what's going on now. But they did They did well. They It all served the purpose. And it, it really picks up when you get into the game. Because, you know, the year before the Pistons won the championship, the Pacers, you know, had the best record. The Pistons ended up, you know, getting into the championship, beating the Lakers. Uh, big deal for Detroit especially. So then the next season, you know, the games are going down. It is what it is. Pacers are still one of the top teams. They added, um, you know, some key components. And now we get to this game. And the Pacers are beating the shit out of the Pistons. Like, they, they're like, yo, they're just beating the dog shit out of them. Because they're like, look, we want to prove we are the best team. And it should have been us in the championship last year, not the Pistons. So, you know, the game's going on as it is. You know, they kept their starters in when they probably should have pulled them. No big deal. You know, they're still playing. Ron Artest fouled uh, Ben Wallace pretty hard. And that's when it starts. And even then, it really wasn't that bad. You know, it was, you know, your regular scuffle on the court, just kind of pushing and shoving. You know, they're all friends anyway, so it's not really that big a deal. And I don't know how much of it you remember. Like, Ron Artest goes and lays over on the, on the scorer's table. Just chilling. Still some pushing and shoving. Ben Wallace starts throwing his wristbands and headbands and shit at Ron. And Ron is just like, yo, he's throwing shit at me. So he goes back over to the table, lays down. And then out of nowhere, the beer hits him. And that shit goes down. Now, an interesting point that was made during the documentary, too, is like the Pistons were getting beat. So the season ticket holders, you know, you know, the ones that are closer to the court, they started kind of fouling out. Game's over. We nothing to see here. So the people up higher up, like we've done this before, let's move down. Let's get closer. Why not? They're available seats. And that, that shit went downhill from there. When uh, Ron Artest got hit with the beer, obviously you know he runs into the crowd, starts putting that beat down on the wrong person. Um, Steven Jackson runs up and starts swinging with them. Like, fuck it. Let's go. That's my dude. Um, you know, then uh, at some point, Ben Wallace runs into the crowd. You know, 
Like, fuck the, you know, because again, they're all friends, really. It's like, oh, you hit my dude. And then um, they started kind of calming it down a little bit, pulling the players back. Fan comes out on the court, fist clinch, ready to rumble. So Ron Artest was like, oh, really? And Ron Artest was actually trying to get away from it. He was trying to pull away. He was like, yo, I'm out of this. And that fan ran up on him. He's like, all right, let me go ahead and dust him off. And then Jermaine O'Neal ran up, hit another dude. He slipped. And, and that kind of messed up his shot. But um, the aftermath of, of it all, like kind of people were getting blamed because the league was dumping on the players. You know, they're like, you know, we got to uphold the image, you know, you know, in, in the media, that's when they're like, oh, these thugs and this hip hop culture and basketball and da, 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 which has always been there. But because this fight happened and mind you, again, that doesn't happen if that bear doesn't get thrown. And, you know, as we're watching it and, and you know, Sarah's sitting there watching it with me. She was like, I don't know why I had to run up in the crowd. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you this way right now. If I'm out anywhere and somebody throws a beer on me, I'm fucking them up. And, you know, they're playing this game like, oh, you know, they're they're millionaires or star athletes. You know, they need to conduct themselves better. Like, fuck no, they're human. You fucking throw yeah. a beer at me, we fighting. Keep, keep in mind this too. They're professional athletes, which probably means they got high levels of testosterone. You know, yeah. Like naturally. Of like, yeah. they're more alpha males. Um, exactly. <laughs> You get a beer thrown on you by some chump. <laughs> yeah, that's you, just disrespecting you. Like it's hard to let that stuff. You're go. a six foot five super athlete and a fucking five foot eight twerp throws a fucking beer at you. Yeah, come on, son. Um, but basically the league came down on them. They suspended Ron Artest for the season. Uh, Stephen Jackson got thirty games. Jermaine O'Neal got twenty five. Uh, ben Wallace got 25 or 30, but Ben Wallace got suspended too. So those are the four that got suspended. Uh, but what was going really going on then with the um, Oakland County Police Department, they were investigating more and started looking at all the video and started getting the fans. Because, again, if that bear doesn't get thrown, yeah, I mean, that shit doesn't go down. If you're a fan, you can't do that shit. It's crazy. Like Westbrook had popcorn dumped on him recently. Yeah, he wanted to go fight the dude, and like it makes Westbrook look bad in front of the average fan. But it's like, yo, do you know how disrespectful it is if someone just dumped a beer or popcorn on your head when you're playing a sport? You're like, you're not. He's not talking shit to you. (laughs) No, like you don't exist to him. And that's the thing, though. People want attention. And the fucked up thing is, Man, it's like Philly fans, the Eagles, those are the worst of like the mugs will turn on their team instantly. Yeah. But it's yeah. like the mugs are just looking to brawl. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like you show up wearing a different uniform to their. I mean, again, it's always ballsy to wear a uniform to another team stadium. But at the same time, it's still it's still just a sport. And we we yeah. had what happened with soccer recently. Yeah, was it exactly. Italy yeah. and England? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why are you fighting though? It's not war." <laughs> Yo, people like, but that's the thing though. Try try mentality. Yep. People get hooked on, and it, it, I still love sports. I do. I don't watch sports as much, just because like like sitting 
and watch it. Like, because we've talked about this years ago. We're like, we'll sit there and watch football all day. It's like, I can't sit and watch football all day. Like, I've gotten to that spot now where it's like, yeah, same. Like, it'll be on. I mean, shit, I've come over to your house, watched the game, and fallen asleep during the game. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's cool, but there's only so much of it you can do. I, I'm still into sports. I love it. But I've also detached myself from that tribe mentality of like, yes, I'm a Detroit fan. Yeah, I still talk shit about Ohio State as a Michigan fan. But in reality, if I knew somebody that was Ohio, Ohio, um, an Ohio State fan and they're in trouble or they're hurt or they're going through some shit, I'm still going to like help them. You know, I'm not going to be like, yeah, well, you like the Buckeyes, so sorry, chump. You know, or Michigan State for that matter. But to pe- me, it's fun having other fans at the stadium. Yeah. I'm not gonna want to fight them. I'm just like gonna yell. I mean, it's not even like there's different types of trash talk. But if you're just like, oh, take that, like that ain't nothing. I, I wore me and Brett, and uh, I think it was Juan's birthday. We went to the last time Washington played the Ravens. We sat in different sections, but like me and Brett were wearing Washington stuff. Actually. This is kind of funny. The Ravens, I would say it was 40% Washington at that game. Um, and we we're terrible. But the Eagles fans, my brother went wearing a Redskins jersey, which Philly you should not do. No. But yeah, I, I think he told me he went to the restroom and some dude pushed him in like, the bathroom and started trying to fight him just for wearing the jersey. Like He's not talking. Brett won't talk any trash. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, Brett's, a, Brett's a good kid. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not out there looking for trouble. So it's like, he's just watching the game. Yeah, it's at Philly. It's at your stadium. But there's going to be a certain amount of fans from another team every time. Yeah, it, it makes it more fun, though, that way. Like, it's always just mind-boggling when people, for any sport, for any event, you know, period, like get into this mob mentality, this tribalism, where it's like, oh, well... You know, this is my team and your team sucks. And well, like like I told you, you know, earlier, you know, old friend, you know, messages me after the preseason game on Friday night. Like, I don't care. My team lost. So what? Yeah, pre- preseason football, by the way, is one of the worst things in the world. Yeah. Like, it's so unbelievably pointless. There is a mix of people playing not to get hurt, people trying to make the team, mm-hmm. and a lot of third stringers mixed in. <laughs> Uh, there's so many people that won't make the team in those games, and uh, and then it's just completely pointless. It's just like, for example, I'm still convinced Haskins gonna be a good good quarterback. He he played great. He was playing as the third string quarterback. He's playing against third string talent. So okay. is that a real good judge of how good he's gonna be? Nope. No, but he's I mean, probably a level above because he was a first-round draft pick. So, of course, he's probably looking good versus a bunch of people that aren't even going to play. Like, I mean, the thing is, though, too, it's like and still... it's so limited time. The pace of the game, though, is still, you know, relatively similar. So It's a good practice, but I yeah. feel like it just shouldn't even be aired. It just should be practice. Well, yeah, so that that's the thing. I, I think, I mean... Why do we have to have fans with those? I mean, money. Of course it's money. You know, it's all money. Everything's all money. You know, it's like, you know, why are they airing the preseason game the, at all? There is a lot of teams that, are like, aren't playing their starting quarterback. Steelers are not playing Big Ben. Well, and now uh, we only get three preseason games. So how does that the extra Yeah, so how does that season. affect, like, how preseason is handled? So I think last game was the game that the starters are supposed to play. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> 
Which they didn't. Like, again, Ben Roethlisberger has... Oh, you mean th- this last game? I thought you meant, yeah. like, the week, last... Or so usually week Steelers three... Steelers are on two. Uh, the third yeah. preseason game is usually with starters. So I think it's going to be week two. So a lot of teams are still in week one. Um, Steelers played two already. And, I mean... Freaking... I that was interesting, though, is uh, when Matt... Is it Mac Jones? The Patriots... Matt, Matt, uh, Mac. I think it's Mac. Mac, yeah. And there's so many Matt Jones in the NFL, mm. which we had the running back guy who sucked. Um, he got a standing ovation when he came in, mm. and it, it to me, I ha- I can't help but think of this. I mean, one Cam Newton sucked last year. He looked like he couldn't throw the ball. I don't know what's wrong with his arm, but he didn't play bad. He played in the first quarter. But it, it, it's just that team, New England, being from Boston. It's like, oh, here comes the great white hope again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Brady's yeah. real replacement. Because the fact that he got a standing ovation and no one gives a fuck about Cam Newton. <laughs> well, again, Cam Newton was terrible last year. There's, you know, some things there. But it is Boston. Um, but either way, like the, the whole, uh, you know, teams, fans more so than anything, Behave in a certain way because of their team. This shit is, it, it's never going to go away. I mean, it's just, it's as old as, you know, time itself. But this shit is just so goofy the way that shit went down. Because, you know, again, you get, you know, fans run out on the court, ready to fight, you know, players. It's like, and they even said, it's like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're thinking we're going to get a lawsuit. So, and nah, because you came out to him. He had every right to defend himself. Yeah, it's weird too, is like, you think you're being loyal to like your city, so like oh, these players didn't have a choice of where they went. Like, so they might not feel so connected to the city as you think. So that's another thing too. The one guy I, I don't remember his name, but he was he was the dude who actually uh, I believe he ran out to fight Ron Artest and he got cracked. Um, he, like they're interviewing him quite a bit, and he was like, you know, basically saying, you know, the way that they treated me, a loyal fan was just not okay, you know, something to that effect. Like, disrespect was like, you ran out on the court to fucking fight a professional basketball player. You think that the Detroit Pistons organization is going to say, oh, well, we definitely got to take care of this guy. Let's not press charges on this guy. Fuck you. Like, this shit is dumb. Like, Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, thinking, like, oh, they care that much about me. I'm a loyal fan. I'm a season ticket holder. Not anymore, bitch. You know? Yeah, plenty of them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the other thing, too, is just, again, especially the NBA. Like, you see how unloyal people are to the city. Like, they just want to go to the good other team. Like, Bruh. I don't know that LeBron cared so much about all the teams he's played with. <laughs> In the, Cleveland was. He did try to win for them, and he did. I mean, he's from Akron, um, you know. He's from Ohio. So it makes sense, you know, if that is his team. But he was out as soon as he could. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And, and that's something that I pointed out before to people. It's like, you know, when people talk about teams and, and the players and their loyalty to teams, and it's like, yes, he, you know, every NBA player for the most part grew up a fan of the sport. They They watched players. They had a favorite team. Do you end up playing for your favorite team sometimes, eventually? I mean, LeBron, if he, you know, grew up in Ohio, he was probably a Cleveland fan. He you wasn't. Know. I mean, you know, Cleveland. He was probably a Bulls fan. <laughs> Cle- I mean, more than likely, yeah. Cleveland wasn't terrible. 
in the 90s. Ah. Mark so, Price. Who else um, Craig Elo. Oh, yeah, both of those. They had, they had the, uh, Brad, Brad Doherty. That's all I could really think about. I remember Brad Doherty. I'm pretty sure he... Is he the dude that wore 43 because he liked Richard Petty? Yes. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was like... Uh-huh. A, that stood out to me because I was a Richard Petty fan when I was a kid. But... You know, it's like, okay, let's say LeBron, he gets drafted to his childhood favorite, you know, team. You know, he wants to win a championship for him. He can't, so he goes to Miami, wins a championship, then comes back and wins a championship for him, then leaves again, goes to the Lakers. But, you know, the thing is, it's like, like you said, these players, they don't choose where they're going to get drafted to a team. Yeah, so don't they have loyalty or, like, feelings of, like, I mean, it's just weird of that mob mentality of, like, it's our city versus your city. Like, I mean, it makes a little bit more sense in soccer, but still not that much. Of like, yeah. it's not England versus Italy, really. It's those that team versus that team. And in soccer, from what I understand, I mean, a lot of these Premier Leagues, I mean, they do make trades of like, I'm pretty sure what's his name, one of the best players, just decided to go to another team. I don't know how that all works. I'm not yeah. a big soccer guy, but... Nor am I. Uh, maybe, maybe I have seen people have played for different soccer. national teams. It's like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's, you know, one of those thoughts, though, too, you know, in my head. Thinking about players like Barry Sanders, who played for Detroit his entire career. He is Detroit. People love him in Detroit. Like, like he's yeah, a guy. He's Steve gonna... Eiserman for the Red Wings. Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars... Stafford. Yeah, know, that's Megatron. the thing with Stafford is I wonder how he'll be I think you guys play them week four or something like that. Maybe. I, don't know, I didn't look. I'm curious. I think he'll get a positive reaction. I think it's at Detroit. Yeah, Detroit know. Detroit's not the kind of city because that boots. It was shocking though how much Stafford did for Detroit. Like no, he, he did a lot. He did, like his family, they, they did so much for I mean the they city. would just show up at people's houses and like Bring gifts for Christmas. Like, yeah, they were. He, they uh, adopted. Stafford is a really good guy. They adopted a lot of families, you know, for charity and stuff. Like Stafford, dude. Like, I was shocked. He was like, he's wonderful. A really good guy. Because when he had the little the chubby cheeks, he looked like such a frat boy. Like <laughs> you don't realize. Because again, I think people too who really do stuff for charity sometimes. Um, when October, you're truly like a giving person, you don't even brag about it. October twenty fourth, they go to L A. Oh, it's in L.A. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather be in Detroit to see what that's like. I, I think it would be fine. Yeah, there, there, there's yeah. so many um, charity people, though. Like, a lot of the best ones don't, yeah, you don't know do about it at it. all. For all. I mean, it's come out now, even of, like, Dennis Rodman, where you go to cities, so, like, he'd buy out Toys R Us and just donate it to the city he's in. And yeah. he never bragged about that. No. I mean, the thing is, too, it's like... It wasn't even known. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of players that you know when they do the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. It's a lot of times players that you didn't even know were doing shit, and you know there's there's just a beauty to that though. Where I've always said this, you know, if I ever you know whatever, however, I ended up with a bunch of money. I want to like fucking help, like because fucking Lord knows. A lot of people out there that need some fucking help. I mean, I was a kid that needed a lot of fucking help. Fortunately, my grandparents adopted me and, you know, you know, put me in a better spot, in a better position for life. But a lot of kids that don't fucking get that. And, and the thing is, it gets murky because, yeah, you could try to help a family, but sometimes families are just shitty, too. 
So you're trying to help somebody, but they're trying to take advantage. So it gets real slippery. But I, I think when you see somebody that has, you know, has so much, they try to give so much back to the community, whether it be building a rec center, you know, or or building, you know, you know, uh, sponsoring the, the football team, a high school football team for that matter, you know, getting the new jerseys and new pads and new helmets and shit. That kind of shit is fucking cool. And, you know, you get, you know, motherfuckers like, buying $14 million homes. And that's not to say that they're not doing anything too, but it's definitely publicized that they got a $14 million home. And it's like, huh. Yeah, and then that's there's, there are other people that are doing it strictly for the publicity. Oh, they yeah, They wouldn't yeah, yeah. even do it if there wasn't a camera. It's I don't think it's necessarily bad for a camera to be around them if that's just so how it happens because it does promote maybe other people to want to do the same thing. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that will do it quietly and not care about the recognition for it by the way i did find a funny clip uh recently i didn't even know about it me being such a bulls fan but it was of dennis rodman back in the championship versus the jazz of just like some fans trash talking him and like it was kind of funny of how confident he was in jordan of just like fans were trash talking him and I never noticed it at the time. I don't think most people did, but there's a stretch at the end where Jordan makes every single free throw. I think he goes something for like the last nine for nine. Rodman faces backwards and to the crowd, and he's talking to the crowd, and they are showing what he's saying, and he's just like, why am I going to go for the rebound? He's going to make it. <laughs> it's... He doesn't even look. <laughs> <laughs> he just runs back to the on defense after the shot. It's really cool like, when you see stuff like it. that with Jordan and Kobe specifically, where there's just such confidence. And, and, and not only that, and Steph Curry did it a couple times too on, on some recent things. It's like they just know they're going to make the shot and they do. And it's like, dude, that shit is cool. Yeah, I can't believe I'd never noticed that live. But if you watch that game, Rodman at the end of the game is facing backwards. The greatest rebounder in the game just knows it's going to go in. He doesn't even bother to look. Um, what's crazy, too, that same clip was showing, too, when Jordan hit the game winner, you know, the little fade back he did where it looks like he pushes off a little. But you're allowed that move, actually. And he hits that jumper. Is Rodman was the one that created the space, and just what was underrated with Rodman is he how well he understood the game of like he purposely ran his man, just knowing that would give Jordan the one on one. It's little things like that are underrated, though. I mean, he, Rodman was a super smart player. Yeah, it, it's funny what people like to focus on and not even think about. Well, I mean, again, when you look at trouble players in the league and then you look at what they contribute to the, first off they're a fucking professional athlete playing at the highest level so there's got to be something there it's not just it's crazy you know, too Dennis didn't even pick up basketball until college yeah and he was never that skilled no but and, and you know two people talk about the, like the super teams of like some people saying well the Bulls had a big three Rodman was almost out of the league when he went to the Bulls. Like, yeah, he, he was on his way out. He wasn't, no team was really wanting him. Yeah, he was a good rebounder, but that was about it. And he was causing trouble wherever he was going. He was not an all-star at that time. Um, I mean, he he made the all-star team with the Pistons. 
but he wasn't no, like the Pistons. But then remember he had went to the Spurs and he kind of like got himself on the hot seat with them. And, like mm-hmm. they got rid yeah. of him. Like he he was like on the downside of his career at that time. Like he was known more as a troublemaker than anything. Um, he went. I don't know if he went anywhere between the Spurs and the Bulls because I mean I think the Spurs had gone. To he the played with the Lakers at some point. I just don't know that was when afterwards. That was. Um, but I don't know. When, at the time he joined the Bulls, though, he was not like superstar player anymore. No, no, no. Um, he was popular because he was freaking crazy. As I mean, hell. yeah, the antics, <laughs> you know, is is what got everybody's attention. He he was that was like perfect timing with the MTV generation too. Like, yeah, he was big on the reality. And he dated Carmen Electra. She was gorgeous. I wonder what she looks like now. I don't. Know. I have a friend who does not find her attractive. Back in the day, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could have, I could see no. her maybe not looking good now. I think she's probably fine right she now. She was gorgeous. But I, I <laughs> thought she was okay, but I also, there's just things about her that I did not like. Oh yeah, I mean, she. I don't care about people. I'm talking about just like her. Like there are things like oh, I look at her I was like I don't find that appealing, but I'm also you know a, a fucking you know, kid who. What the fuck do I know? But it's just like they, they, they're just things that didn't like draw to me. Um, I was watching Candyman three the other night, and there was one of the Baywatch women on there, and she had the noticeably fake boobs. You know, it was like that was just kind of the thing. But it's like stuff like that in the nineties that was not at I all. I was never big into fake boobs. Well, yeah, that's my point. It's like a lot of those like broads, they all had like fake boobs, and it was like, but they're pretty. But it's like, ugh. it's like Car- Carmen was a, had a really pretty face. Oh no, yeah, she, I thought she was very, very pretty. Um, I, I, you know, who did she? She dated Rodman. I know she dated Be Real from Cypress Hill before all that. There's a song he made actually about. No her. one cares. She dated uh, uh, Dave Navarro. She actually married him from uh, Jane's Addiction. No, I don't believe so. Um, Rodman. I mean, Fred Maybe. Durst. Yeah, for I was thinking him, but I don't know that it happened or not. It's like did I, they've I been seen in public. I don't know what the you know. I don't know if that means anything. But um, either way it goes, it's like that, that was just a wild time. The nineties was a wild time. Fred Durst is um, a silly guy. Fuck that guy. Like, what, did you I feel send like he'd me? He'd be interesting you know, to hang out with. Someone though. sent me a picture recently of Fred Durst. Um, so, it, it, I did, hold on, hold but on, I have seen it. Hold on, like, because there's a quote to that text, though, that I thought was hilarious. Actually, perfect timing, because that person who sent me that, right there. <laughs> what it was, uh, it said, <clears throat> Fred Durst looks like he coached high school basketball for 23 years with a uh, 386 winning percentage and now drinks coffee alone at 630 every morning at McDonald's. And you look at the picture. I, well, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures like, nah. <laughs> that is so I have seen that and, and I'm not a big Limp Bizkit fan but I do actually like I mean I like certain Limp Bizkit songs and yeah, I like yeah. their live performances like if they're playing live I'd probably enjoy it to be honest they bring a lot of energy but I do know what that is just because I follow DJ Lethal is I think their next albums making fun of them being old and it's like something like dad themed of like that's not what Fred Durst looks like, obviously. He doesn't have long gray hair. <laughs> I think it was hilarious. It, it reminds me of the Beastie Boys with the Sabotage video. 
yeah. of just wearing a... So, I mean, he came out in a costume, basically. And he kept talking about... I think they have a song called Dad Vibes or something. That's what he's going for. He's just kind of making fun of it. But that that's obviously not what Fred does. I really think that's what like. he looks like, bitch. Man, that man has no hair in real life. <laughs> Um, but if you hmm. you don't know what we're talking about, is there, Fred Durst has played a lot of the last Limp Bizkit shows wearing like this gray long haired wig, dressed as a dad in a mustache. It's what is this? Sorry, I, I got a weird. It is tag. funny. It is funny him doing those what's songs going on here. dressed like that. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, it reminds me of Sabotage the video. Well, all right. So, um, yeah, that that's you know enough about Fred Durst. Hey, um, so the Taliban's back. <laughs> fuck, wait. <laughs> I want to say fuck them because so I about them. I always get confused with like the Taliban and Al Qaeda. I don't know who's who, but they back. They over they overthrew um the government over where they're at right now. I don't. know. Sarah was telling me this earlier today. And like as she's explaining it all, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. She was like, No, that's she was like, it's huge. Like the president over there fled. I was like, Oh, that's not fucking good at all, is it? She was like, Fuck no, it isn't. I was like, Oh. <laughs> fuck. All right. You know, I'm not making light of the situation. It's just one of those things I was like, damn dude. But we're coming up on twenty year anniversary of September eleventh attacks. So, you know, all of that, you know, just it, it's a tra- you know, tragedy that will forever be remembered. And, you know, now here you are getting these fucking constant reminders, like these, these in-your-face reminders now of, of, you know, these fucks over there, you yeah, know, trying to plot. Yeah, it's weird when I think about that just now, just... I guess human nature is not one to be satisfied in general. Just mm-hmm. living a happy, normal life. Like you to feel like you got to have a purpose and some kind of great conflict. But some do, kind of but higher do purpose. We? I don't. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, because, you know, we've talked about this before, though, when we're talking about, like, with jiu-jitsu and you're like, you know, you know people having to fight a war. It's like, I don't feel that way. I do jiu-jitsu because it's calming for me. And it's relaxing, but it also gets out that that physical exertion. But like, I don't have the the desire. Like, I have a lot of teammates. They want to compete. I don't hold on, because the screen just went black. And so I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Everything's plugged in. Oh boy! All right. So we might be done sooner than I thought. Let's see, what does this do? I want to get a laptop. Oh, it's in. still fucking recording. That was wild. So I'm going to edit all that out. Um, <laughs> but no, like I have teammates. They want to compete. They want to, you know, go out there and conquer and prove they're the best in the world. Because, you know, we do have world champions, you know, training through our, our, through our um, ranks and stuff, through our team. And and that's fine, but you know not everyone's on that level. A lot of people are just like, look, I'm a hobbyist. I'm just here to do that. And I think that's a lot of people in the world. People just want to chill. People just want to, you know, 
you know, some people are like, oh, you live a mundane life. You wake up, you go to work, you do this, you do that, and then you go to sleep and then you do it all again. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to say, I want to do this, then I want to go on vacation. Yeah, I guess there's a different bunch of different ways. You could look at the purpose of life. Some people look at it as to just be happy. Some people look at it as to leave a legacy. Some people look at it as like, I want to fucking be left alone. I'm going to mind my motherfucking but business. The, the legacy thing gets me weird because a legacy is something you're not going to see. You're going to be dead. <laughs> True. But I think with that, I think about like Michael Jackson, Muhammad Ali, stuff like that. It's like those are people that are immortal. Like we'll always know them. We'll always talk about them type deal. It's like like leave a lasting impression, Bruce Lee. And when it's a positive one, like Muhammad Ali is one of the best yeah. positive legacies. Michael Jackson's super talented. I don't know if he left a necessarily positive legacy because of what he may have also been doing. I um, can assure you there's a lot more people that love that dude now and still listen to his music with right. great, with him, great memories. Yeah, and musically, he's amazing. But to that's me, what I like, mean. There's that, an asterisk. But that's his legacy, though. People, yeah. yes, he has you know the you know the controversy, but that's that that's not the first thing that comes to people's mind when they think about Michael Jackson. A lot, a lot of people, their first thoughts are with Michael Jackson. You know, Thriller, then Jackson Five, then you know, then the music, you know, and so forth. then down the line, it's like, yeah, but this and and the thing is I, I i used to always think about this growing up uh or not growing up but like in recent years it's like some of the biggest stars of our childhood are punchlines later on in life mike tyson michael jackson you know they they became punchlines i mean hell bill cosby you know they, they're all punchlines where these were like people we look up to. These were like heroes. These are stars, celebrities. And now, you know, and, and that's just the thing too. You know, people, you know, especially when you look at, you know, the controversies with Michael Jackson. It's like, I don't know if he did or didn't. But when more stuff comes out and then it gets refuted and then it gets overwhelmingly refuted that, that hey, that person's lying. It gets, you know, starts to make you questions like, well, dude, what's really what? Like the whole Mike Tyson, um, you know, when he went to prison for rape. You know, that's, I, I think that's one of the fucking lowest forms of things you can do to a human. And he made a, he made a comment that, because I, I don't think he's smart enough to think this far ahead. But he made a comment that kind of made me think like, maybe he didn't do it. Well, I'm, I'm not going to, no. No, it was it was someone else, and I'm not gonna repeat the comment because it was kind of a really fucked up comment. But it was a comment where it was like, that almost makes you wonder though. And then the whole Bill Cosby thing. The thing that blows my mind with the Bill Cosby thing is like, people that are like, well, you know, it was years later, so you know, it's beyond the statute of limitation. Or well, the one chick who's coming out against him said that she wouldn't come out against him. That that doesn't make it any writer. <laughs> like, when Tyson went to jail though wasn't it over Robin Givens one of the times but when he went to prison he raped someone I, I don't think it was Robin Givens which was his ex-wife he, I think he raped someone else at a party um, allegedly which Tyson was a savage I mean and yeah. again I think well oh, never mind I don't even get too controversial but 
I mean, Mike Tyson was a savage, and sometimes people did like that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you just don't know. Like he was—he was a freaking warrior. Yeah. Of, I mean, like he like, was borderline like of old days. He would have been like the, yeah. the warrior. If, like, if this super... was the 14th century, <laughs> he's ruling. He's a conqueror. Yeah. And and the, you know, there's no denying that. But I think when it comes to the ideal of a legacy, it's like, you know, the ideal that, you know, you leave a lasting impression and particularly a positive one. You know, again, with Michael Jackson, there's the controversies, even with Mike Tyson, you know, you know, the controversies in Bill Cosby. But the question becomes overwhelmingly, what do people remember you for? And I think especially in Michael Jackson's case overwhelmingly he's remembered for his music like yes again people are going to talk about the allegations but that's not the first thing that comes to most minds mike tyson i don't know what's the first thing i don't really think that a lot of people these days even remember that he'd gone to prison i think most people think about him biting holyfield's ear tyson yeah and i'll just say real quick is an interesting interview for anyone that likes tyson or khabib is he had Khabib on his hot his uh, podcast, the Hot Boxing, and unfortunately, Tyson is, I mean, he's high out of his mind. He's barely contributing anything. Do you, do you know offhand who the guy is that does that podcast with Tyson? Because he's no. a UFC fighter, I've and never apparently he's really to accomplished. It. I don't know his name, and I don't. You might know him, but oh. that guy is brilliant in terms of carrying the podcast with mike tyson just so high out of his mind like tyson's not contributing anything just about which tyson will say some like really smart things every now and then but this particular podcast tyson's not there it reminded me of like odb's later days um but i just real quick of just listening to that podcast of khabib was talking about the other host of just like he feels like they're on the same level as career accomplishments, but put that dude slightly above him because that dude won an Olympic medal, I think, in wrestling. And Khabib never went to the Olympics, per se. But Khabib was saying, I think there's only a few people he ever met in his life that he was nervous of meeting, and it was people he looked up to. One he never got to meet was Muhammad Ali, and Tyson was one of the few times Tyson perked up was just like, you would have loved him. And he would have loved you, of like, he was such a great man. But Khabib actually admired Mike Tyson, and he he said he was. I think it was that was their second time meeting. He was super nervous around him, and um, it was just interesting. Uh, unfortunately, Khabib tried to interact a little bit with Mike. Mike was, I mean, he was so high, <laughs> he wasn't saying much at all. But it was interesting. He talks about the whole Connor thing. Why he fought that dude after Connor was just he felt so unas- unsatisfied by that victory that Connor tapped. And he's still like shocked by it of like, you talked so much shit, of, like just go to, I mean, the way Khabib has a great way of putting it, just yeah. you go to sleep. <laughs> you no, go to sleep. But no, he's right. You're he's, a warrior, you go to sleep. He's absolutely right. You brought two million right. Irish people. You like, go to sleep. <laughs> like when when our teammates go to competitions, they're getting choked. They go unconscious, and yeah. that that's that's a level that's like 
that's a different level of thinking when you're out there in the cage or on the mat. Like um, my teammate Huggy, one of one of the last fights that I saw him in, um, he got clipped, and then the dude um, got his back and, and uh, choked him unconscious. Like, but Huggy fought until he couldn't fight anymore, and and that's one of those things where it's like, hey, you talk like like in Connor's case, you talk all this shit, you getting choked, you better keep fighting until you can't fight. Yeah, he, don't yeah, tap, don't be a Khabib punk. Khabib couldn't believe that he tapped, and he felt so unsatisfied by that. Just like all the emotion he had in him, like that wasn't good enough for him. Like he, that's not how he wanted it to end. He was disappointed by Connor's effort. The fact he trained so hard for it. Um, I mean, it did go four rounds. Khabib dominated, but it wasn't like it was just completely super easy or anything like that. But Khabib did talk about of just like how why he jumped in the crowd. I mean, yeah, that dude talked trash no, to Dylan his Dennis man. Dylan Dennis is a fucking but piece of shit, too. He, he was more so, he, he said he just wanted to kill someone. Like, he, he was like, I just wanted to rip his heart out, like. Good. They're like, did you want to beat him up? Like, no, I wanted to rip his heart out. <laughs> and Khabib's so honest, but so humble. And it's crazy of like, he's so confident, but it's it's a humble confident, which is weird. It's like he has a way of saying things that's terrifying. Yeah, like he he's a because he says it very character. calmly, and yeah. it's like I don't. He's know so sure of it when he's saying it. When he says it so calmly, it's like I don't know if this dude is serious or not, but I'm too scared to question it. Yeah, so. I mean, they're asking about, like, would he fight again? He said, no, I, I'm I'm retired. But they did ask him, uh, the, the other co-host was just like, if your mom asked you to fight again, would you? And he's like, he, he's basically like, I love mom. I do whatever mom says. If she told me to, yes, I would. And they're like, if your dad was still alive and he wanted you to fight GSP, would you? He's like, yes, I would. If my dad was here and he told me to fight GSP, I would. But... He's not here, and G- and he he was real honest though about GSP. Like, who do you think would win? He's like, GSP is bigger than me. He's stronger than me, and but he's forty. I'm thirty two. He's past his prime. I'm in my prime. I think I would destroy him right now. But I mean, he I mean he was admitting like GSP stronger than him. Um, he's bigger than him. If they fought in their primes, it could be different. But I think GSP is one of those athletes that. Despite being forty, he's just he's still up there. He's still on it. I would love to see that fight because I love Khabib. I love GSP. That'd be a fight that would be so fun to see. Because I couldn't tell you who would win that one, but based off of like based off of how a fight can typically go, I want to give it to Khabib just because I think he's far superior on the ground. But GSP has found a way to take wrestlers who are better than him on the ground and make them stand up and fight his fights. And then he's taken strikers who are far better on the feet and made them fight a fight on the ground. So I would love to see if GSP could figure out the puzzle that is Khabib. But I'd love to see if Khabib could make GSP fight his fight. So... It'll never happen, but that I would pay if you told me tomorrow that that fight was going down, and that was a three hundred dollar pay per view. I would, I would definitely bootleg it. I could see if GSP (laughs) was really into it and said he would do it, that it could happen. That's the only person that could talk 
Khabib doing it? Because it sounds like Khabib, I though, is done. But Khabib would... Part of the reason he's done is he just doesn't feel like there's even a fight worthy of him to fight. No, there's not. So maybe if GSP really pushed it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think there were talks at one point, and GSP was wanting to do it, but I think Khabib was at that point too, where it was like, I don't know that, because it was like fresh off of the the retirement, and that was a big talk, we want to bring him back. And then I think by the time they even got around to that point, we were like, okay, you know, we can't get this. Then GSP was like, eh, you know, I, I think I'm done too. Like, GSP still trains as if he's training for a fight. But... I think Khabib does too. No, Khabib uh, just signed with a soccer league. He's playing soccer. Oh, I know he's training people, but he, I mean, I do so think I he, think, I think he that's regularly a, trains. He I said, think that's a great role Tyson for him thing. too, is being a, a coach. Oh, yeah. He, he, I think he was he's in the U.S. because he's... great coach. Yeah, he was in the U.S. because he's tr- with his... He's his fighters he's training yeah. them and uh whoever that guy is on the tyson fight like i said he's apparently he was pretty well known or respected guy is um, khabib only said he would take a picture with him if he would wrestle his guy as for practice <laughs> and uh i think khabib was saying something like that's how his dad was but like apparently you know like after the connor fight his dad wasn't angry like at Connor like the way Khabib was and had invited Connor to come train with them actually. Um I don't think Khabib liked that, but <laughs> I think Khabib like It if, sounds like his dad was strict but a great guy. Have you heard the story about when Khabib got into like a, a gang fight and his dad beat his ass? Cuz his dad basically he wasn't supposed to be there and he lied to his dad and his dad found out that he was there but Khabib didn't know that his dad knew. And he got home, and his dad wore him out. And it was basically because you lied about where you were. And, and what was that? But also, you shouldn't be getting involved in shit like that. And like His dad, it was like that tough love. But not. it's not like the, the tough love here that we have, where it's like we have this ideal of tough love, where it's like, I'm going to bully you because I love you. Like, no. Oh, yeah, it, it sounds like... It's like he, you know, genuinely loved his son and he wanted the best of his son. But it's like the Gracies, uh, Helio Gracie, his kids, when they would go compete, win or lose, he would always buy them a, 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 a toy. Yeah, and, I, and it was interesting to the interview We you do think, I, I always wondered, like, is Khabib's dad just like super strict and crazy on him? He was strict, but it sounded like... It was a good relationship, though. Yeah. Um, but Khabib talked about his mom. So the dude asked about his mom because you never hear Khabib talk about his mom. And he's like, oh, he's like, I used to even tease my daddy. He's like, yeah, I love you, but I love mother more. <laughs> and he's like, mother, whatever mother says, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and it that's... was it was just kind of interesting hearing him say that because you know how close he is to his dad. But you didn't realize he was actually even just as close with his mom and he had actually, mom was his favorite, and he used to tease his dad of just saying, like, I love mother more. <laughs> and it was like an inside joke with him, but, I mean, he also meant it. And when that dude asked him the question, just like, if mother or your mother asked you to fight, he was like, well, she won't because she didn't like like the punching. She was always, like, okay with the wrestling because I think her her brother was a wrestler 
she never liked the MMA total punching and getting hit in the face stuff. So she was like, he, she would never ask that. But if she did, yes, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think all of that, like their, their, their family dynamic, I think that's all a beautiful thing. And like, I, if, if there's any fighter, if you ask me right now, if there's anyone I want to meet, like out of like current or retired fighters, um, Khabib, DC, GSP, or my top three that I want to meet. Yeah, I think I think there's so much knowledge there with those guys. Not just knowledge of like how to do things, but like life, like how to live and just how to get the best out of you. Yeah, Khabib's. I think he's moving, transitioning into just being like a person to motivate others. And he's like the perfect person. And yeah. a lot of that is he talks about discipline. Of He thinks he can handle every situation because he's so disciplined, he said. Um, but it's a great interview. I highly recommend it. Um, I wish Tyson uh, could have offered a little more because it, it does appear like Khabib was a big Tyson fan. Um, I'll, I was um, a little disappointed. <laughs> I'll possibly check it out. I've got, I've got a bunch to do at work tomorrow and I, I'll have some time to listen through to some stuff. I'll listen back to this too. Um, you know, as I always do. Actually, I don't. I, I very rarely listen back to them now um, outside of editing. And even with that, I just throw the shit out there. So, whatever. But um, let's go ahead and wrap this slum bitch up. We've been going for over two hours. Um, you want to close this out? Yeah. Follow us at Colompton Social Club on Instagram. Follow us on bjj.wiki. No, no, follow me on bjj.bentley. You follow him on Thor. What is yours? Uh, Off the Mats podcast? Yeah. We didn't have great beers this time, but they can't all be good. We got to review the shitty ones, too. Um, We had three decent ones last week. We had one average, above average, and two shitty ones. (laughs) But even the shitty ones were decent. Yeah. Um, What else we got? Listen to Khabib vs. Tyson if you want a good interview, if you like Khabib. Watch that, Mickey. That, that, that's not really closing us out. We just talked about the Khabib thing. Well, that's why yeah. I don't close this out. All right, I mean, my, mine will just be peace be with you. God damn it. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Like Steve said, you know where to follow us at. Um, y'all got any questions, concerns? Reach out to us. Y'all want to suggest a beer? Reach out to us. We here. We're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere you can find us. God, we're not on damn. Clubhouse yet, but, damn. you know, and, 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 porn site? <laughs> and, and Twitch, nah, nah, it's some other social media bullshit, but I'm going to work on, I'm work on OnlyFans next week. I got us, baby. Um, but otherwise, thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Bye, bitches. <laughs>